What's your intention? What turns you on? <laughs> Did you forget? Welcome to another episode of Did You Forget? It's episode 20. 2020 vision. I can't believe it. It's already 20 episodes. So exciting. Um, Yeah, I'm really grateful to be able to connect with artists who inspire me. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for leaving reviews. Thanks for following us on Instagram at Did You Forget Podcast and at Antoinette Vanderwerk. All of the links are always in the description of the podcast. Yeah, I've been really, really inspired, especially by our guest this week, because just the vision of the bigger picture is something that when you are leaning into ego, you don't get. And when I opened up that book, again, I'm, I'm still reading, you know, a little bit every day, The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, I flipped to the page, Healing the Emotional Body. I'm just going to read it because you know how I like to do it. Let's imagine again that we have a skin disease with wounds that are infected. When we want to heal the skin, we go to the doctor. The doctor is going to use a scalpel to open the wounds. Then the doctor is going to clean the wounds, apply medicine, and keep the wounds clean until they heal and no longer hurt us. To heal the emotional body, we are going to do the same thing. We need to open the wounds, clean the wounds, use some medicine, and keep the wounds clean until they heal. How are we going to open the wounds? We are going to use the truth as a scalpel to open the wounds. 2,000 years ago, one of the greatest masters told us, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is like a scalpel because it is painful to open our wounds and uncover all the lies. The wounds in our emotional body are covered by the denial system, the system of lies we have created to protect those wounds. When we look at our wounds with eyes of truth, we can finally heal these wounds. You begin by practicing the truth with yourself. When you are truthful with yourself, you start to see everything as it is, not the way you want to see it. Let us use an example that is emotionally charged, rape. Let's say that someone raped you 10 years ago, and it is true that you were raped. Right now, it is no longer true. It was a dream, and in that dream, someone abused you with violence. You didn't look for that. It was nothing personal. For whatever reason, it happened to you and can happen to anyone. But by being raped, will you condemn yourself to suffer in your sexuality for the rest of your life? The rapist is not condemning you to do that. You are the victim. And if you judge yourself and find yourself guilty for how many years you will punish yourself by not enjoying something that is one of the most beautiful things in the world, Sometimes being raped can destroy your sexuality for the rest of your life. Where is the justice? You are not the rapist, so why should you suffer the rest of your life for doing something you didn't do? You are not guilty for being raped, but the judge of in your mind can make you suffer and live in shame for many years. Of course, this injustice will create a strong emotional wound and a lot of emotional poison that can take years of therapy to be released. The truth is that, yes, you were raped, But it's no longer true that you must suffer this experience. That is a choice. 
This is the first step in using the truth as a scalpel. You must find that the injustice that created a wound is no longer true right now in this moment. You discover that perhaps what you believe hurt you so badly was never true. Even if it was true, it doesn't mean that now it is true. By using the truth, you open the wound and see the injustice from a new perspective. The truth is relative. In this world, it's changing all the time because we live in a world of illusions. What is true right now is not true later. Then it could be true again. The truth in hell could also be just another concept, another lie that can be used against you. Our own denial system is so powerful and strong that it becomes very complicated. There are truths covering lies and lies covering truth. Like peeling an onion, you uncover the truth little by little until the end. You open your eyes to find out that everyone around you, including yourself, is lying all the time. Almost everything in the world of illusion is a lie. That is why I asked my apprentices to follow three rules for seeing what is true. The first rule, don't believe me. You don't have to believe me, but think, make choices. Believe what you want to believe according to what I say, but only if it makes sense for you, if it makes you happy. If it guides you into an awakening, then make the choice to believe it. I am responsible for what I say, but I am not responsible for what you understand. We live in a completely different dream. What I say, even if it's absolutely true for me, it, it's not necessarily true for you. The first rule is very easy. Don't believe me. Rule number two is more difficult. Don't believe yourself. Don't believe all the lies you tell yourself. All the lies that you never choose to believe, but were programmed to believe. Don't believe when you say you're not good enough, or you're not strong enough, you're not intelligent enough. But don't believe your own boundaries and limitations. Don't believe you are unworthy of happiness or love. Don't believe you are not beautiful. Don't believe whatever makes you suffer. Don't believe in your own drama. Don't believe in your own judge or your own victim. Don't believe the inner voice that tells you how stupid you are, that tells you to kill yourself. Don't believe it because it's, it isn't true. Open your ears, open your heart, and listen. When you hear your heart guiding you to happiness, make the choice and stick to it. But don't believe yourself just because you say so. Because more than 80% of what you believe is a lie. It isn't true. The second rule is a difficult one. Don't believe yourself. Rule number three, don't believe anyone else. Don't believe other people because they are lying all the time anyway. When you no longer have emotional wounds, when you don't have the need to believe other people just to be accepted, you see everything more clearly. You see if it is black or white or if it is not. What is right now, maybe in a few moments, is not. What is right now, maybe in a few moments, will be. Everything is changing so fast, but if you are aware, you can see the change. Don't believe others because they will use your own stupidity to manipulate your mind. Don't believe anyone who says she's coming from Pilates and she wants to save the world. Bad news. We don't need anyone to come and save the world. The world doesn't need aliens to come from the outside to save us. The world is alive. It's a living being and it's more intelligent than all of us together. 
If we believe the world needs to be saved soon, someone will come and say, okay, a comet is coming. We need to escape the planet. Kill yourself and boom, you will reach the comet and go to heaven. Don't believe these mythologies. You create your own dream of heaven. No one can create it for you. Nothing but common sense will guide you to your own happiness, your own creation. Rule number three is difficult because we have the need to believe other people. Don't believe them. Don't believe me. Don't believe yourself. Don't believe anyone else. By not believing whatever is untrue will disappear like smoke in the world of illusion. Everything is what it is. You don't need to justify what is true. You don't need to explain it. What is true doesn't need anyone's support. Your lies need your support. You need to create a lie to support the first lie, another lie to support that lie, and more lies to support all the other lies. You create a big structure of lies, and when the truth comes out, everything falls apart. But that's just the way it is. You don't need to feel guilty because you are lying. Most of the lies we believe simply dissipate if we don't believe them. Whatever is not true will not survive skepticism, but the truth will always survive skepticism. What is true is true, believe it or not. Your body is made of atoms. You don't have to believe it, believe it or not, it's true. The universe is made of stars. This is true, believe it or not. Only what is true will survive, and that includes the concepts you have about yourself. This just really was a nice thing for me to read. This is, I just really got that. So I challenge you. What are the concepts about yourself that are true, are facts, are in the physical world? And what are the concepts that are a habit, that are a program, that f allow you to suffer? How are you lying to yourself? I'd love to hear from you. Email, remember, at didyouforgetevents.com. I'd love to hear about how you've built programs and habits around things that you are unaware of, that don't serve you, that allow you to suffer. I'm super excited to introduce this week's guests. They have music out on Hot Creations, Tool Room Records, Defected Records, Mousetrap, Crosstown Records, Drum Code, Mad Decent, Dirty Bird. They have their own label, Weejack. They just hit number one on Beatport for two weeks in a row with their new single, H-O-U-S-E. Please welcome to Did You Forget, Missy and Ghetto Blaster. All right, welcome to another episode of Did You Forget? I'm super pumped today. We have Ghetto Blaster and Missy. Welcome Hello. to Did You Forget? Are you, are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> is, this thing, is this thing on? <laughs> What's it looks up? real. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. I've had like a really long, like personal week, but like I feel in the grand scheme of things, it's all like really beneficial. Like it's like, if it's not looked at now, then it's going to blow up later. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I feel so the same like, way about life. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, if you're not going to deal with it now, you're going to brush it under the rug and this is going to, you know, scare you later. So you might as well. Yeah. It'll get, it'll get worse later. No worries. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So vision. Okay. I want to talk about how you see life 
and get into the way you look at things and your perspective. The first thing my vision is my vision's terrible. Like I have really heavy prescriptions. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see what I want. We're about to see some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, no, so I wanted to talk to you first uh, about the song that we made together because for the life of me, I can't remember how that idea even started. And like, I would love to talk about how the idea and the and the creative inspiration transpired for you before you reached out to me. Cause I'm like, wait, how did that even happen? I don't remember. <laughs> right. Well, I felt like, well, I wanted to make a track with you because I did a remix for you. And I like your idea of music. So I knew that whatever I produced, you'd be into it. And featuring you on the vocal would be awesome. And I was like, I really, my, my partner at the time that I did the record with George, Hateris, he had just bought a brand new 303. So like, I was like, okay, we should talk about mushrooms and aliens and weird shit because we're making acid. So like, I don't know, just it had to be trippy vocals along with, like the acid because i think acid just has a different feel than any other synthesizer and it has like this stigmata that it has to be weird and different mm-hmm. and like gave me a bunch of vocals and i was able to cherry pick a cool story out of it like there was a whole story but i took I the hot <laughs> what was your reaction or what was your like when i sent you that because that was kind of a weird thing to send to somebody <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, so when I gave you the subject, I was like, all right, cool, give me the subject. And it was funny when you said hands look alien. I was like, this has to be the highlight of the truck track. I want to make you sound like an alien. I'm gonna put some weird wobble noise in it. So it was like it's like blah 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 blah. Hands look alien. I was I had to make that stand out like a motherfucker. Like that was the plan. (laughs) Seriously, it was pretty epic. Like I was like, when I heard it, I was like oh my god this is so cool like wait what like because you know when like right. i was just talking for like what five ten minutes i don't even remember like yeah, just yeah. Watching, talking to me like a friend i'm like i wonder what he th- he's probably gonna think I'm. <laughs> no i thought that before the vocals <laughs> <laughs> perfect you're hired you're weird right right when I, well the, the hardest part producing when someone gives you five minutes of vocals of a story like the hardest part of that, in my opinion, is I had to shorten it and sweeten it, but without cutting out the majority of the story, I don't want to change the storyline. So I had to like, I mean, house music, I don't know how many times she's done vocals for us and we have to rearrange them because we'll write the vocals and then we're like, okay, we need to get rid of one word. So it flows better. How do, what do we get? What word is like disposable out of this whole thing? And, okay. and I had to do that with your vocals. I had to figure out what I could cut out, what I couldn't cut out. Oh, you did such a good job. I was like, I was like, literally, I listened to like six times in a row and I was just like, the ending, the ending was so surprising to me that I was like, wait, what? It just turns into techno by the end. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's um, it's crazy though, is there's another version of the track that you haven't heard. I did a version without George. What? Why would you send me this? Ah, uh, because I wasn't, I wasn't done. Are you, <laughs> I was are like, you I, done with it right now? You, we could. Yeah, oh yeah, the version you have is completely done. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to send it to me. I definitely want to. And we're gonna when we release it, we're actually gonna release it with this brand, so our WeJack thing. But we're doing like an acid version of WeJack. Oh, cool! Sick. Then so the back, be like the back of the shirt. This is the back of the shirt. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Wow, cool. So like merchandise for this? 
What's you didn't even tell me. It's crazy because one of my questions, like in a couple pages, was like, "Do you have merchandise?" I'm wearing this sweater. <laughs> so now there's like a it's yeah, a that's awesome. psychedelic research club. It's Pop Gang Records in Los Angeles. Um, they're homies of mine. I'm about to work with them. And what's up, Sigel? And uh, yeah, they they I'm just like obsessed with wearing like really warm sweaters that are like also merchandise you know like label merch yeah. i was gonna ask you i'm like really oh, getting any sweaters <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna end up doing hats t-shirts long sleeves and hoodies i don't know i don't if we if we get it in done in time we'll do hoodies but probably for the summer we'll probably just end up doing t-shirts and hats but it depends when i can release it though because my release schedule is pretty crazy right now I was going to say, like, what, what's your, what's your schedule for like the, is it kind of depending on outsiding factors or do you have like a date that's coming out? <clears throat> I have no idea yet because I'm so bombarded with other shit going on right now. My, my label for, for me, I guess you could say is like, I'm not going to say it's secondary, but when I'm working around people who are dumping crazy amounts of their money into my projects, I have to like strategically place my projects for my stuff separately, if that makes sense. Cause like, oh, I, I yeah. feel bad when people like, like, for example, like this record that went number one for us, there was probably $4,000 that went into the marketing of this record. And like, I'm not going to just be like, Hey, I'm going to pop my release out real quick on you guys. They, they have a heart attack. Yeah. So, well, it's funny because I was just about to ask like, how does it feel like what's going through your head like did you expect that i mean i know you just admitted that you've put a lot of money into marketing and like obviously everyone in the industry knows that that's like part of the game but like how did that feel like what have you guys been going through since you hit number one on bport that's pretty freaking crazy well well since we went number one on bport two weeks later daft punk retired and their whole back catalog is in the top 100 and right now in the house charts number one is us Number two is Reva Star and Junior Jack, and number three is Daft Punk. So it's really weird seeing me above Daft Punk on a house chart. I'd never thought I'd see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though even though the track's twenty years old, I'm still crazy. in the fucking chart with Daft Punk, and if that's anything, some shit. That's more of a consolation, if you ask me. Like that's like even more cool because it just shows that like even though something is old and like a classic and and you know something that formed house music in general like you're still on the top which is i mean it's not to say downing anything else or i'm better or whatever it's just it's it's a nice you know gratitude moment for yeah what you've been up i mean it's just it's just the hard work that went into it. it's nice to see it where it's at and like you know i don't even care about charts honestly i can give a fuck about being a hot seller I really don't. The only thing I like about it, though, is more people hear my music, and that's dope. Yeah. Like, real, realistically, like, I've already played the chart game. I've already cared who's the big guy, who's not the big guy. Like, I, I didn't get – I didn't redo – because I've been in the business for 25 years. So, like, when I started Ghetto Blaster with Zach, my first goal specifically was not to give a fuck about the charts. I wanted to my, – my, my long-term goal for the group was – from record one till we're now over 200 records to over 200 records, I'd still play my first record. So I, my goal was shelf life. I, I was sitting there in Miami in 2013 with Tiesto's manager, with Steve Silk Hurley, who made Jack Your Body, which was the first gold record in house music. 
his manager and a couple of publishers. And I was number one on Bport at that time with a track record. And I was like, me and Zach were talking about wanting to start something. And I, I had told him, I was like, let's start something that will have long shelf life. Cause I was sitting there with Steve Hurley who did Jack your body. And I was like, bro, you're my favorite producer. And he was like, no, 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 you're my favorite producer. I was like, Aww. how the fuck am I? I go, how am I your favorite producer? He's like, he's like the technical stuff that you do in your music is incredible to me. I go, yeah, but you make records that last for 30 years. And to me, that's like Yoda shit. Like I want to do that. So I go, teach me, I'll teach you this shit. You teach me that shit. And we left and we started ghetto blaster the next week. So. Wow. That's so cool. Kind of how do you come up with the name? Okay, so <laughs> again, everything is everything was planned with Ghetto Blaster. Nothing is just kind of by accident. Everything's pretty strategic with it. So um, before we even made the first track, we had the brand and the idea down. And I was like, well, I'm a dude. If I got a t-shirt from like Johnny Glow Sticks, I'm not going to wear another guy's name on my shirt. That's really terrible. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know why. Just not what I'd be. It's not what I would do. But if I had something that was like an object, Ghetto Blaster, I would wear the shit out of that shirt. So I was like, how can I get everyone to want to wear a t-shirt? You know what I mean? And then I couldn't believe that the name, we tossed around a bunch of names and I couldn't believe that no one was a Ghetto Blaster. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is like the best name ever. <laughs> how did you come up with it though? Like what made you think of that? I mean, I used to be a B-boy when I was a kid, so I had a little boombox and a little ghetto blaster, and that's what I used to, with the linoleum was right next to it, I'd breakdance with it, so. And then that's, that, that whole idea of the boombox goes even deeper, because, like, it was funny, Paul Johnson was telling Thomas from, Van Thomas Van Galter from Daft Punk, when, because Thomas is a huge fan of Paul Johnson's before he started, uh, before he started uh, Daft Punk or whatever, and they had come to Chicago to meet Paul to start to do their album, their first album. And Paul was like, he, he, they came to Paul's studio and Thomas was blown away because he was like, what's this? And he was like, well, it's a boom box. He goes, if it sounds good on there, it will sound everywhere. It sound good everywhere. So Thomas Mangalter like pretty much did most of his first album on a boom box. Sampling boom box. Yeah. No, actually plugging his uh, MPC 2000, everything through the boombox because if it sounds good there, it will sound good on any speakers. Yeah. Oh so it's God. it's a cool story. So it's like the, the the idea of the ghetto blaster is just like it's just grassroots, a hundred percent. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's funny because like when I was a kid, I had a little boombox. It was like this big, you know, those little round. <laughs> Yeah, so mine was like this big. <laughs> mine was like huge. Yeah, I was like, damn. I'm like, he plugged the whole thing in there with an auxiliary cord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was kind of the idea behind it, and, and then we got rid of the H because uh, we didn't want the stigmata of ghetto, and we didn't want um, there to be search optimization issues because even without the H, we still get a lot of boomboxes when we search our shit. So like without the age a little less of that happens yeah i know what you mean um yeah it's more it's crazy that you you brought up the the number one situation because like i was thinking in my head like you know a lot of people were like oh how's your ep doing like you know i just came out with an ep a couple weeks ago 
and that's like you put out music like what every couple of days but like for me it's like and you know <laughs> it's like months you know and so right. I, I was just like oh wow like everyone keeps asking me like how is this doing like how is it doing like like obviously it's not on the charts but like i don't know i feel like people are liking it people are like sending me messages when you hit number one were people sending you messages like did people like did anything like special like that happen um well there there's positive and negatives that happen when that happens because i sometimes people say shit to me like that they don't realize is offensive but it is like they're they're like dude they're like dude you're killing it now Oh yeah, I've been killing it for five years. Dude, I've been killing it for five years. Fuck off. <laughs> it's crazy because um, it's just sad that like a chart position kind of defines you these days. I, I don't like that. Like I'm not into that. That's the thing. It's like it is if your ego allows it, and that's what I was like. Right. That's why I was because I was like. Someone and then like, how is it going? I'm like, well, it didn't hit charts, but like, honestly, like, I don't really care. Like, obviously, I want that, but like, yeah, I'm like at the point it, at once it gets signed and then actually released, it's like six months after I made the, a year after I made the song, I'm over it already. Like, I'm already done. Yeah, it. Totally. So it's like, it's like, uh, does it matter? I don't. Mm. Um, yeah, my new my new thing right now that I've been doing lately since since COVID, I was, since I don't play a lot of parties anymore either. I, I've decided when I make records, I don't even play them. I literally, until they're signed, I just try to forget about them so that way I can get excited about it again. Smart. Yeah. I know it's what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean about like people like giving like compliments that are like condescending. Like when I was playing on um, Desert Hurts, there was like somebody who was like, um, wow, you've come a long way. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, mm, I was like, mm, I'm here now. <laughs> like, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Send me heart emojis or don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was just like a girl thing. Like I thought because I was a girl and like, you know, I really haven't been in the industry for that long. I've been DJing since DJing and producing since 2018. That's like nothing, you know? So I could see how it would like, piss people off who've been doing it for 10 years and doing the same thing well i played in front of 2000 people my first time in 1993 so it's like <laughs> then i played in front of a hundred thousand people by 1999 so Where? i'm just like that south america oh that's so sick what was it as a festival yeah which one uh don't even know the name of it yeah. Just one of the headliners. Those things like like the last one that I did in South America that was like eighty thousand people. The top of the bill was uh and this was in two thousand the last one I did in South America was in Ecuador in two thousand thirteen, December. The top of that bill was Dash Berlin. It was Poly D. <laughs> 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 there he is. And then it was, I was the tour DJ for Cryo Man. So I was the DJ oh. for these robots. Oh, that's sick. Cryo Man. I never heard of him. Yeah. So Cryo Man, if you ever, I, I'm assuming that you're probably not a huge David Getter or Steve Aoki fan, but if you were, these were the, <laughs> oh, these were the robots. These were the robots that were on stage with them and they decided to do their own show. So I was their tour DJ. That's so funny. What? 
dude, I feel like what you say. You can look it up on YouTube. Like I think that show is on YouTube. If you type in Paul Anthony Cryo Man, it comes up. And it's literally like it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's, it's like eighty thousand people. They zoom into the crowd and you can't see the end of it. It's a full on stadium. Uh wait, Cyber wait, what was it called? Cryo Man, K R Y Cryo Man, M A N, and then Paul Anthony. Oh yeah. I'm definitely putting the link of this in the description of the podcast. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> for sure definitely definitely in my electro days <laughs> fuck yeah well so i know that you had your own thing for a long time like you said you were charting by yourself before ghetto blaster yeah. what was your name did you have different aliases i had a big run. i had a couple different runs i had one run called the funk monkeys and then i had another run with the name paul anthony and then i also was the 40 ounce profits i had a bunch of different shit going on so paul anthony was probably my most successful one i can't find it oh wait maybe guatemala I... k-r-y-o-m-a-n k-r-y-o-m-a-n yeah i'm like and paul anthony. should come up pretty quick no on youtube Live in Guatemala. I'll send you a link. Yeah. Wait, let me type in live in Guatemala. Guantanajara. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't It's not coming up for me. It's so weird. That is so weird. Yeah, send it to me because I'll, I'll watch it later and I'll put the link in the description. I'll write it down so I won't forget. Cryo man, yeah. that's crazy. It's right here. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, sick. I typed in the same thing. Sometimes, sometimes, um, like if I'm using my like multiple applications on my computer, my my YouTube like search engine's all fucking weird. Where do you want me to send it to you? Um, just text it to me, or yeah, text it to me, or yeah, wherever is fastest for you. Uh. Okay, so before I get into like like some deep vision questions and some, some fun would you rather's, I wanted to talk about your musical process because every time you've sent me a track, I'm just like blown away and you send me so much. Like you're so talented. You pump out tracks like it's freaking drinking water in the morning or something simple. <laughs> um, okay. do, you, do you ever get... Oh, I'll, say, I'll put that in the chat. Do you ever get writer's block uh no and the reason i don't get writer's block is because i don't try to write music when i'm not in the mood to write music and how often I, actually, I just did a i just did a clubhouse uh panel with about writer's block it was kind of funny i was in there with like rolling clark and tara brooks and a bunch of people and it was funny because i chimed in everyone's like oh this that or whatever i'm like y'all have weed <laughs> like you know like expand your mind like do shit like don't write music because a lot of people try to write music when they're not in the mood or like they're chasing the sound you know what i mean like the angles that i take with music not every track that i write is going to be released i already know that and i've come to terms with that so when i write a track i finish the track to be the track like i don't i don't write to like like people like oh i need to do this build up i need to do i need to sound like this person or that person Banger. I'll start, I'll see, yeah, I'll start an idea and I'll let the track write itself. Like I finish the track I, and I don't stop. Like I only write it when I'm like, I got an idea. Like I'll, I'll, we'll be at, back when things were open, we'll be at a club 
And I'm like, yo, we got to go. And she's like, we just got here. I'm like, yeah, I got a fucking idea. I want to run the track right now. And then I go home and I'll finish it from beginning to end in two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best times. I know. I know what you mean. They're, most of the time for me, I'm like literally trying to figure out instruments for hours, for weeks. <laughs> but like, you know, it's like fun, you know, still. But the times where that the song was just like, oh my God, it, you can make it in like two hours, the whole thing. And you're like, how did I just pull that shit out? Like what? Sometimes much, Literally. Like, this month. is the only time this is the only time I try to write music when I feel this way. So that way it just comes easy and I, I'll work. Because the another thing that, that's hard in this business too is you got to realize you have to delegate your time to a lot of different things. And, and I love so it's so back to one of your earlier things tied in with this. It's funny because like the humbling experience was that I had to dump everything that I did to start Ghetto Blaster. Like literally, I had to dump my entire successful career that I've been to 120 countries with. Like I had to act like that didn't exist because coming into this world as Ghetto Blaster, I'm the new guy. And then when someone's like, hey man, good job. I'm just like, dude, I'm not trying to be cool. Like I, I'm doing, I make I'm music. This cool. is I'm just this is what I do. This is what I do for a fucking living. I'm not the new guy just because I made that picture look that way. Don't talk to me like I'm a newbie, bro. Like yeah. I'm far more intellectual in the industry side of things, like outside of the music. Everything's calculated. You know what I mean? So like also your music knowledge on history of the music industry is insane. Like one time we were on the phone for what, like two hours about just like yeah. house and I'm like, I don't know any of these names, and you know so much about them. It's just so interesting to me. Like oh, yeah. I grew up where it began. So like, it's kind of hard, like at least in my age group, which I, I hope to think that I hide it well, <laughs> but, but in my age group, like I was like, as far as listeners, I was like first generation listener. I was like third generation producer, probably second generation DJ. So like for <laughs> house music, so, like when I, when I turned the radio on in 1985, house music was only two years old my sister was listening to it. So like, I was like, we'd be in the car with my dad and they'd be like putting all this weird shit on. I'm like, can we put this stuff on? It's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, this is cool. I'm like the kid, you know? And I'm like, I, I'll never forget. It's like, what was it? WBMX. He's like, if you're listening to us, honk your horn three times. I'm like, dad, dad, honk the horn. Oh, I love like that. that. That's like, yeah, that was like the thing. And that's a funny story too. There's a documentary out there. If you watch the documentary of some of these house music things, actually the first time they did that on the radio, I guess the radio station got fined, I think like $20,000 or something crazy like that because the, like the majority of the Chicago city honked their horn. So they got a noise violation. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this episode from twitch or on the podcast in your car honk your horn three times <laughs> isn't that crazy go. though like what a crazy story but yeah like i said you know, like, i i grew up with that generation so like it's, it's weird like i try to explain this to people who didn't grow up in new york or chicago because like any other city will never understand this like growing up I would listen to rock and roll, rap music, and house music on the same radio station during the day. That's crazy. You know, I mean, can you imagine listening to fucking? To, so I get it. Can you imagine listening to like ZZ Top, fucking listening <laughs> to Nirvana, and then the Percolator, and then fucking <laughs> Bell Biv the Bell all in a row? That's epic. Do you that was Z ninety five. 
do you remember your first rave experience or festival experience? Both of you. I, I, don't I do remember my first rave. I was a club DJ already. So like um, I was working at Gramophone Records in Chicago and DJ Sneak was working there. And he was like, yo, man, come see me play at the Harvey Expo Center tonight. I'm playing with Frankie Bones and Lady Miss Cure from D-Light. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come check it out. And, then, and so we were playing this club and me and my boy had just got done. It was like three in the morning. I go, yo, man, I go, Sneak invited me to this party. Let's go check it out. And he was like, what is it? I go, it's like a rave. He's like, oh, one of those sex drug parties. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. They say that, but I've never been. So I don't know. So we went and, and our club had like, you know, every Saturday is like 500 people. So it was a pretty good turnout, you know? So we go to this club or we go to the, the Harvey Expo Center. And I'm like, holy fuck, this looks like a convention. There was just like cars everywhere. That's but, that place you showed me, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So like literally like I was like, this place is fucking insanely crazy with how many cars are here. And I was like, oh shit, I used to DJ here. And I like, cause it was, it used to be a photon, you know, like a laser tag place. Oh my God. With an expo places. Yeah. yeah. With, with an expo center attached to it. So I was like, I've been here before. Let's, let's go. So we walk up and I'm like, yo, I'm on DJ sneaks list. They're like, all right, cool. Come on in. So we come in, I turn the corner. The first thing I see is like this nine foot person on stilts with a, dressed as an angel walking. I'm like, Oh, are we at the fucking circus? <laughs> Holy shit. And then like, I seen this like fat kid and I seen this like skinny kid and this nerd and this sexy chick. And I was like, every fucking walk of life is here. This is cool as shit. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like the club where you had to be like the cool guy at the club. It was like everybody was accepted and I thought it was cool as shit. So I was like, well, let's make our way to the stage. Well, it took us like 40 minutes to get backstage. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at Carlos and I was like, dog, I go, what the fuck is this? He's like, this is the kind of shit you want to be playing. That's what it is. And I was like, dude, how do I get involved? He goes, make records or put out mixtapes. That's the only way. So, wow. <laughs> hey, what about you, Missy? What was your? festival experience like my first festival or, or, I, or my first rave i definitely remember it was actually it's funny is steve aoki <laughs> and so i was i was pretty young and you know they had like bigger raves over here and so they had bigger acts over here so it was steve, steve aoki and got sick before he was canceled and manic focus <laughs> And at the time I was like wearing like tutus and glow sticks. And that's when Steve Oki was doing the uh, champagne bottle. Don't look at me. I'm judging you totally. He was doing the <laughs> cake throwing. It was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was definitely fun for my first like rave. And then after that, like I, I was just introduced to like more stuff. And so I just kept going to more and more shows. And then that evolved into, you know, a whole world of things. Yeah. When did you start DJing? Yeah. Oh, I don't DJ yet. Oh, you don't DJ? No, I wish. Like, oh, I want what you, to. But... What are you doing over there? You Have you have you tried? Have you taken a lesson or something? I, we've, like, messed around a few times, but there's not enough. I mean, like, Paul works so much. It's yeah. like I'm not going to, you know, put it all on him all the time when he's just, like, constantly busy. Yeah. So we're always doing stuff, in, you know, in the studio. I'd like to see you do vocals live. Next time, when when this shit opens up, if we're like at a party or at a festival, I'll teach you. And I bet you, because you've been around it, I bet you you'd pick it up so quick. I mean, obviously, beat matching takes years, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you just so, need so she did it live one time. We yeah. we played um, what was the festival? House of Soul. The House of Soul in Chicago, which which is funny because like so, 
there's festivals and there's parties and then there's things like house of soul which doesn't for whatever reason doesn't register <clears throat> in our scene is like a big thing but so in chicago like there's street parties there's a lot of street festivals all summer it's a very like agricultural like type thing in all these different areas of chicago and the hispanic ethnic group takes all of pilsen the busiest street in chicago and they shut it down for 20 blocks and they have every mexican restaurant have food stands all around oh, now yeah. one side they have spanish rock and the other side they have chicago house djs Wow. <laughs> so on a given afternoon it's a hundred thousand people literally that is so sick so you did live vocals there yeah <laughs> well it was kind of funny so we did a we did a set back to back with chippy the guy who made time to jack uh-huh and i invited him because he's like total like one of one of the first guys to make house music <clears throat> and since the dem demographic like chicago likes the legends in the old school they have a huge appreciation for that so i thought it'd be cool to invite him to do a back-to-back -back with us so we did and then i played one of her songs and i was like i was like hey say what's up to the crowd and she grabbed the bike and she was like smack it shake it hump it hump it ride it and she went off like i have oh it on my video. god that's so sick what i didn't think she was gonna perform i just wanted her to say what's up to everybody you're a badass, dude. It's so scary yeah. being in front of people or talking on the mic. Like it took me, I don't know if anybody in the chat saw a couple of my first performances on Twitch. It took me so long to feel I'm still uncomfortable talking while I'm DJing. I don't know what it is. I, I'm more comfortable singing than I am. I'm like, hey. <laughs> See, I used to DJ at a roller rink, so I don't give a fuck. I'll get on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> There's been shows where I, I, you've probably seen me do this at a couple of shows where like sometimes the show's light and no one wants to be the first people dancing. I'll turn. Oh, I've seen this. I'll yeah, turn yeah. all the fucking music off. I'm like, yo, this isn't a fucking high school dance. If y'all don't get on the floor, I'm done DJing. So let me know when you guys want to start the shit. And I, I literally, I'll just get on the mic. He's I'll the most comfortable person on the mic. Too. I'll, I'll talk mad shit on the mic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> How do? In fact, I have to shut up sometimes. <laughs> you have to what sometimes? I have to shut up sometimes. Like I. <laughs> Calm down over here. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll go off on the mic. Like it's fun. That's it's my inner rapper. Yeah, there's all these memes right now going around. Like, um, like there's like a, a DJ like in the booth who's like hitting a person, like making a request, and then there's like a picture of like Twitch now. Like, hey everybody, like let's be friends. It's like DJs in 2020 <laughs> or in 2021. <laughs> That's funny. I know we're switching. Yeah, switching sides. Yeah, I like this little 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 setting change. Nice. Uh, <laughs> how did you guys meet? Uh, I moved to Grand Rapids to get closer to my partner Zach, who is doing construction on his house right now. So I apologize; he's not quite in here yet. He might stop in for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't own a house. He does, so there's a lot more responsibilities that comes with actually owning the house. So he's doing that stuff, right? He's adulting, <laughs> so. But uh, so I was here in town and she had come to the party and it, I think how it went down actually was I was playing and I, I think if you, if I remember the story correctly, she was like, who's this fucking dude with this attitude? I've never even heard of him is, it, is how was she, this is how she told me the story. And then she was like, oh shit, he can fucking scratch. He's pretty good. <laughs> so whatever the case is then we just started talking we had a lot in common and i was like cool did you ever think about doing vocals before because i liked her voice right off the gate 
And she was like, uh, yeah, she's like, I've done it for my brother because her brother produces hip hop. So I was like, so I was like, cool. Um, I go, you should come do vocals sometimes. And randomly an opportunity fell into my lap. My manager at the time was working with Todd Terry's camp pretty close. And uh, they asked me for an EP and it was, I just didn't have anything at the moment. I had just moved here. So like, I didn't have a lot of vocalists lined up. So I hit her up at like, it was like midnight one night. And it I was, was like, I had just gotten out of work. It was super late. And she had to work early in the morning. I was yeah. like, yo, I need to do some vocals right now. And I have them written out. I go, can you come through? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I go, it's a one-time opportunity. Either you fucking come now or you're never going to be on any of my records. Yeah. That attitude. <laughs> that sad yeah. what he wants. He's like, I'm going to get somebody else to do it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so she came. So she came. And, uh. And we did it, and the track hit number two in the top 100. Yeah, for our first record together. Wow, that and, was and, that, and that was back. What's what? that? What'd you say? I said our first record ended up going number two in the top 100. Our first record together on Todd Harry's label. Yeah, and okay, so how many records have you guys done together since that record? I feel like it's a lot. <laughs> So yeah. as, as far as released, I'm not sure, but we've probably written about 50 records together at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, some of them will come out, some won't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. It's like as long as you're just like creating and in the process, it's like there's so many. I have like 50 tracks that are like not even tracks that are like I've worked on for hours, and they're just like, you know, that's just like how the process works, and it's also kind of fun to like play around with things and like in one track one sounds you'll do something and then like oh i could do that over here like but you wouldn't have got that inspiration if you didn't have the constraints of these parameters you know exactly yeah totally yeah so what are your go-to plugins for producing and are there any that you like hate (laughs) you're like don't get that No, I don't know. I, I've I've narrowed it down. I used to try out a bunch of shit, and I've now narrowed it down to just a handful of things. Yeah. What do you and have? if I need something, <clears throat> if I need stuff, then I'll look for it. But for the most part, I just I have the things that I use, and that's that. What what plugins do you go to? Like what what ones do you fuck with? The first remix I did for you, I used a four hundred four. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I did the lead baseline with. The lead is the lead on that track is the baseline because it goes up and down, so it, it covers bass tonality. The kick drum was big, so it's just the old school four hundred four. It's almost like a vintage like uh, knockoff of a Roland synthesizer, but it comes stock with FL Studio. Cool. I use I use that on a handful of tracks. I use that specifically on the remix I did for you, and um, I mean I use Massive. I use I don't I don't use instruments the way most people use them though. Like most people will like write a synth line in the synth and then, you know, automate the synthesizer. I don't do all that. I actually like come up with the tonality that I like and I'll pluck out a bunch of notes. I'll export them and then I'll cut them up and resample them and put them on the piano roll. I use them as one shots. Wow. Cool. So that process, well, I probably shouldn't be talking about this live, but that process is the (laughs) secret to ghetto blaster sound. So yeah because back in the day when you now that you say that i'm like okay that that totally makes sense that's your like style yeah it's my style my sound because the the i mean there's a lot of people that try to rip me off too which is fine i mean there's not enough of us out here but the thing is is like when i made music from like 99 2000 2001 2 i used an mpc 2000 a sampler sequencer 
And we had a synthesizer and a drum machine and all these things, but I only had one of everything because it was all analog gears. Software, you could open up a hundred synthesizers. So I never had that luxury. So for me, to, it, the natural production was, okay, so we, let's write some synths and then resample it so we could use the synth for the lead this time instead of the baseline. <clears throat> so that way I could use the same synth for you know, multiple purposes. And that just became a habit to where like, I like to sample sounds and write them as one shots. Yeah, you found your sound. You found the way you like to manipulate and, and push sound. And it works. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's how I get that that's how I get that vintage sound. Like it, it, it's literally done because it, the process is vintage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's times like when I did the remix, I remember Justin was like, yeah, I want to send this off to an analog guy, like to get it a little dirtier, a little bit more analog sounding. I'm like, give me 20 minutes. And then I went back to the drawing board and I sent it back. I go, how's that? He's like, I don't know what the fuck you did, but that's it. <laughs> and that's all I did was I recorded the beginning of a record, the record popping sound. And I just laid it through the whole track. I've done that before. I, I to most of the stuff on Just Beats EP, I I didn't even do it off a sample. I just ripped vinyl noises, or I used that Abbey Road vinyl from uh, Waves. I'm, I'm yeah. That. I, I like that. Lost all my plugins getting. So I got a new computer because I've been like doing all these large projects, and my old computer was like crashing every second. So now oh, I have shit. the new Ableton Eleven and my new computer, and like the only plugin that I have is Omnisphere. <laughs> which i love okay. it's incredible but like i don't i'm like waves i used to have all waves but it was like a yeah. crack i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i have all the wave stuff too i don't have any of it installed if i ever need to i'll install it and then uninstall it i like to keep my cpu pretty open so yeah exactly <clears throat> I think the only thing i have like i think in right now is i have some rolling stuff i have uh silence i have massive I have the 404 and I have uh, the ABL2 and the ABL3. Oh, okay. Cool. And then some other knockoffs of like the Jupiter and a few other things because I like vintage sounds. So I try to keep it pretty simple. Do you play any actual instruments? <clears throat> um, I could whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Jew harp. You know what a Jew harp is? <laughs> No, what is that? I've, oh man, I've been playing it on my Twitch stream. It's so fun. <laughs> She's getting it. <laughs> another one because this one is like it's kind of small. Oh okay. Oh, wow. Thing it's kind of small, so like the sound isn't as loud. So I have to like EQ it so much, like turn up the gain and like get heck close. Oh, look, I'll can you hear it no i couldn't hear it do it again no this microphone's better okay can you hear this can you hear no. this oh my gosh is it on the wrong microphones <laughs> i have a double uh monitor thing right now so like one monitor is like behind the other monitor <laughs> i'm all like what's going on over here <laughs> <laughs> um okay here we go now you should be able to hear me on these can you hear me now where i gotta check it out yeah. <laughs> that's oh, awesome shit. it's a jewel <laughs> listen you need to record that and send me a bunch of talks like that let's do another collab I absolutely will. I absolutely will. I want to get more of that so that I can have like multiple Jew harp sounds. 
tonight. Okay, I'll send it. <laughs> I'll send it to you after I record or after we're done recording. Like all these little plucks that you just did. Yeah, they're sick, like, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, all, yeah. all these little plugs you did. Give me like ten minutes of that, and I am gonna send you some magic bag. Okay, sweet. I'm gonna order a couple oh, more because yeah. this one I just like the case. I'm like, oh, I can hang this on my microphone. Like it's cute. And then I was like, this isn't really like that good of a Jew harp. Like it's kind of hard to play. It only makes a certain range of of notes. So yeah, I kind of I want like a a wall of Jew harps. <laughs> Such a nerd. That's awesome. Like, this is the moment where, like, I'm like, okay, we should stop the interview, send me this, and let me go work on this right now. Like, I'm, I'm inspired. I want to write something with that. 100%. Okay, good, 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 good. I'll definitely, I'll send I'm you not, a I'm not even wrong. So I'm pretty you, serious about this. No, I'm, I am too. So you see all these, like, cans right here? Yeah. Okay, so I'm collecting them right now because I wanted to, I was, like, inspired by uh, Bauer and uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, my gosh. He's, like, super famous on Instagram. He always does, like, these videos where he, like, films himself doing each instrument and then makes it, like, puts it together and, like, makes it a song. So I got all those cans because I have this push and I wanted to, like, sample the, the can sounds on the push and, like, make, like, a pop sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, 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 this. Yeah. 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 So I'm like gathering plastic. I come downstairs and like my studio is all clean. I'm like, I'm like, mom, did did you throw away my trash? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I was collecting that trash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a nerd. Um, Okay. So I want to ask about the duo so like how does a duo even work like does one person get music do you both have separate usbs how do you go about like preparing for a set um well i'm an avid record buyer well not just records but like downloads and stuff i i collect music hardcore like i would say what did you say like maybe like 100 to 150 bucks a week i spend on music. oh yeah easy easily, easily. Like, I, I literally spend like 150 bucks a week on records on music vinyl downloads whatever just some sort of music i i just like music i get inspiration from other people <clears throat> i like to know where, how music's evolving and i'm just a fan of the music like hardcore like i i there's people that that people never heard of. I'm like that motherfucker's dope. I'm on Bandcamp. I'm on Tracksource. I'm on Beatport. I'm on fucking Juno vinyl. Like <clears throat> one of my fa- my favorite vinyl stores when we did our residency in Rotterdam. I love going to Clone Records and buying vinyl. It's like fucking one of the coolest record shops I've ever been to. Like in today's age. In fact, that store I got to give them prop shout out to Clone Records because they actually have music that they put out on vinyl that's only available at their store you can't buy it online you have to visit their store to buy these records <clears throat> so that's pretty cool i like to buy that and then do vinyl rips and play shit that no one can get their hands on unless they go to rotterdam that's so cool i've been really into like cds and vinyl and like spinning in a different way lately yeah that's dope and see like so zach does his music shopping i do my music shopping and then I mean, what we try to do before a live stream, a live performance or whatever is what music is inspiring us this month. And we put it all into a folder and we try to keep it at about 100 tracks each, which is still a lot of music. But I I come from the era of when I would go to like, I'll, I'll remember, I went to Bulgaria for my second gig and they're like, you're playing four hour sets. I would take 
110 records with me on this trip. I couldn't take anymore. I was like, oh, that's a, it's a backpack and a record box full of vinyl. After that, it's almost impossible to travel. So you have to pick 80 tracks that are going to work. And you got to hope that no one else that's playing before you has those 80 tracks. That's the luxury of today of having like, you know, your flash drive with 50,000 tunes, but it can get overwhelming. So like, you don't want to make these decisions that deeply when you're live on stage. So like we try to narrow it down to a hundred each. And then from there, it's like, okay, what are we going to play? Well, which way are we flowing? You know, it's like, if you're opening for Shiva sign, okay. I don't want to play a bunch of Shiva sign records. If I'm, yeah, right. if I'm headlining, if I'm headlining, I could do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? So it just depends. It depends what the, what the scenario is, but we try to go in, we, we never go in with a set playlist, but we go in with it narrowed down to the hundred favorite records at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I can call back because I have my drive on me. So like if there's something I'm like, oh, I want to play this. I have music from the last five years with me. Yeah. And then like, what about, what about like, uh, do you guys warm up or like, what's your pre- pre- like day of a set, a live stream, a, a show prep? What's your day of prep look like? the the day of a show or the prep i mean basically like i mean i don't know what would you say zach i mean you can't see zach yet but he's in the room he's What's getting up, naked zach? <laughs> yeah. oomps, oomps, so oomps. the day of the show we're putting music together like we yeah. spent we probably spent the, the day before the show collecting the music like i was telling you like the, our 100 favorite tunes and we both like i said curate a folder and then from there we just kind of just do it yeah Oops, yeah. the, the pitbulls tried to come in to visit. Oh, I want to see. <laughs> this is foreign. To me, so he doesn't really come in the room very often. Well, so. Maybe he'll go. Yeah. yeah, so. All right. Sorry about that. Right, sorry about that. No worries. So, like, do. <laughs> what are your like pre-show rituals like uh, a couple like one of my old guests said that like he did like 20 push-ups and like you know warmed up for 15 <laughs> minutes or something like do you guys have any things that you do traditionally i just getting music ready the day before i mean I, don't know. I mean two years ago i would say that we would try to do like 20 bumps of coke yeah yeah that was a lot of <laughs> But we don't do drugs anymore. So. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask what your opinion on substances were, and if you had any profound experiences or any like negative experiences. Cocaine's the best drug in the world. Don't do it; it will kill you. <laughs> I mean, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me feel incredible, and I hate that I like it. So. Yeah, but you just don't do yeah. it anymore because of health reasons. Well, not necessarily that. We had. I don't. Do you mind talking about it or no? No, I don't mind talking about it really because I'm coming up on two years being uh, clean and sober and next month. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So we just, uh, we started partying quite a bit and then we had a moment where she had a seizure in the middle of partying. So we stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people, I've seen a person seizure. I've seen a person seizure twice before and it's, it's pretty life changing. You're like, whoa. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, my previous girlfriend that I was dating when I was in Colorado, I didn't know, had a secret drug problem that I didn't know about. And when I was on tour, I came home and she was dead on heroin. So like, yeah, pretty crazy. Bad experiences. Bad experiences. And 
her having a seizure was like the wake up like, hey, asshole, don't do drugs. It's not good. So, Well, I'm proud of you guys for like shifting that paradigm because a lot of people, they can't, they just don't, they don't find the help or or they don't see the bigger picture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I definitely wrote 30 records in 25 days on drugs. (laughs) I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. Until that yeah. point, like it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. What about weed? Do you guys smoke weed? I feel like weed really helps me on so many different levels. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I smoke. Calm me down. You know, helps me go to sleep. Yeah. That or like if I'm feeling like, like, you know, when you're anxious about something that like really shouldn't matter and you're just like bent out of shape about it that's when I like smoking weed. Or if I'm like working for more than four hours in front of my computer, I swear it's like you smoke weed and it's like, you just got there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Missy, you do edibles, right? I like edibles and I used to be like way more into smoking, but now I just kind of have like calmed down on everything. I don't smoke as much now, which, you know, it's fine. But like you said, like if you have like really bad anxiety or you're kind of like freaking out and then you take like a hit and then you're like automatically calmed down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it shoots you down into like being a little bit more present, you know? Yeah. And like edibles are just like chill. Like I'll just eat a little bit and then like watch a movie and like be chill. And I like, like that. Yeah, me too. I think edibles are great. I just got into edibles. I mean, I worked in a dispensary, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. So <laughs> um and i had this they were they were making these snicker bars it was el camino in sacramento it was like super illegal at the time you know this was like when weed was like crazy like super illegal and uh we had like security guards and like uh, a whole like situation and i tried they had this new snickers bar it was like this big and i literally just tasted it i literally was like oh that looks tasty like i just want to try i was throwing up for eight hours like so high like oh like oh my god i hate this so then i was like all right fuck i'm not i can't do edibles like i can't do it but it was just butter and so it was like too strong for me you know but now I use these little gummies that are only like five grams and you can like layer them. You can take more if you want to go to sleep or whatever. And they're great. And there's actually science showing that the way that your body metabolizes, uh, if you eat an edible as opposed to smoking, it, it's way better for you. Yeah. And that's why I like, I like the gummies. Like we went to, uh, what was it? The high times cannabis cup. Yeah. yeah. In Detroit, like a year or two ago, right before, like, the pandemic and we got like a bunch of free gummies and weed and all the stuff and the gummies were award-winning and they were amazing and they actually lasted me a while because we got so many and I want more of them they were so good they were like little sour gummy bears mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were so good wouldn't you say yeah see weed is legal here too but uh in the area that we're at like dispensaries are just coming up now within the last like three months so really hasn't been much over here compared to like Detroit and Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just California. Is hallucinogenic psilocybin illegal in, in where you guys are Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So they're probably going to start smelling mushrooms at the weed shops, huh? Most likely in the near future, I'd imagine. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bag. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've been, Sorry, been 
I've been like itching for like a, a hero's dose, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just like need to like look at things differently and like look at everything differently and be like in a different dimension for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah <true. laughs> So what's a conversation like in one of your heads and both like separately when you find a track that you love, like what are some of the things that you say to yourself like, Oh, this is so sick. Like, why is it sick to you? What's that? Oh shit. Um, well, I guess I've played enough parties to where like, I know what it will sound like on a sound system. I think a lot of DJs have a hard time with that when they hear a record like in headphones or on their computer speakers, they don't know what it's going to sound like on a function one or a void. <clears throat> and there's <clears throat> certain tonality that I know. I'm like, I don't know, man, this fucking baseline is going to fucking rip. And like, I get excited when I hear like certain things that I just know will just fucking pound on a system. I, I like really good sound quality and cool eccentric noises. So when I hear some cool shit, I'm just like, that that's the one <laughs> that's it yeah good mix downs nice dynamics you know what i mean like doesn't always have to have a build-up i've been buying a lot of stuff that lately that has no breakdowns and no build-ups they're just like they'll take the kick drum out for a little while and then come back more on the groovy houseier side of things mm -hmm. and uh I would probably equate that to like a Derek carter type sound like i've been kind of into some stuff like this a little bit more so like lately i've been I've been looking for things that have dynamic changes without white noise or snare rolls. So like, I like to hear tracks that have movement right now for whatever reason, it's just right now, like this last couple of weeks that I've been buying records. If you haven't noticed the stuff mm -hmm. that I've been buying, it's tracks that aren't like these crazy dynamic, huge buildups. They're like things that have like moderate changes, but these moderate changes are everything in a set like that. It's so kind of like what I go ahead. I was gonna say it's crazy that you say that because that's exactly what's been inspiring me like more minimal just like movement things that like i want to move to even if it's not like like more of a dancing song i think that's too because we're like confined to like live streams and in our house you know yeah yeah i i think too though it's good to shop on both aspects because then i do like my shit with huge build-ups and huge dynamics too but like when you're scoping out like a two hour set, I don't want to drop banger after banger. I'd like to have a highlight in the middle of that set with a banger. You know what I mean? And like maybe ex I think a good way to say it too is like setting up that big record. Like yeah. you can't set up a big record with another big record because then you're that guy. You know what I mean? I'd rather not be that guy and set up a big record with a bunch of really cool records that you never heard of that you might like. Yeah. When you guys asked so. me to do that, that Weejack mix for you, I was super nervous because that's kind of how I play. And I was like, man, I hope they think this is cool because not all the songs are bangers. And then you're like, this is sick. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> that was very awesome. Yeah, it's crazy too. The one thing I have to say about running our label too, it's been cool because like, I think that like a lot of people, they'll try to sound like me and send me a demo. I'm like, dude, dude. Do, do you, you baby boo? Do you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah my is not designed for my sound. If it was my sound, I wouldn't get any records from anybody. I would just put out my own fucking records. You know what I mean? But there's no fun in that. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear different dynamics of things that I DJ. And sometimes it's a minimal track. Sometimes it's a tribal track. Sometimes it's a Dirty Bird style track. Sometimes it's a tech. I don't care. Like, I'll even put out Disco House. Like, I don't, it doesn't bother me now. Yeah. I just like good music. Yeah. 
I love the eclecticness. It's nice. It's really fun to listen. One thing to. I don't like is when DJs will play all one sound. Oh it's my like, god, I know, I know. I go. I think I think intermediate DJs the first thing that they have right out the gate they're like, I love this record. Let me go buy thirty more that sound just like it. <laughs> like no, dude, I'm gonna fucking be bored as fuck yeah. at your party. <laughs> it's just all peaks and valleys. Yeah. It's about the journey, I think, when, especially when you're a producer, when you make music, when you understand layers of instruments and frequencies, it's, it's, it's really about the journey of like, where can we go next? I've been looking for a, uh, an accordion player. If you know one, let me know. I want to put an accordion in a track badly. Does anybody know? I've went to a couple music shops here and this guy goes, I know a guy that does Polish weddings. I go, cool, give me his card. I just take yes. a hold of the guy. Oh man, you'll find one. Maybe someone will reach out to me. If you know an accordion player, email remember at didyouforgetevents.com and I'm going to hook it up with the ghetto blaster. <laughs> oh, sick. Never, said, damn, never. maybe. Let me know. Hook a sister up. Yeah, we, have a real, we have a really sick record coming out in June um, with a flute player. So, oh, super sick. excited. Fuck about yeah, jazz fluted up. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to. I want to do the the Jew kazoo or whatever that thing's called. <laughs> Jew harp, baby. Jew harp all the way. Yeah, I was like, I was like practicing my Jew harp by myself, like near, 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 near. <laughs> Zach didn't hear it play for it. Oh, okay, 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 for sure. I want to get. I want to get a bunch of different ones, like ones that sound differently. I, I think a bigger one and like a longer one will have like a a, a wider range of of sounds. I like I like Jew kazoo better. I know hard to play. Like you have to like I I practice it kind of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not an easy thing to play, you know. Um, Okay, so the next what? Are you a Tom and Jerry fan? You mean like ice cream? (laughs) No, no, the cartoon Tom and Jerry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that instrument with fucking Uncle Sam? Is that like a Looney Tune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sig Ill said, how much of an accordion shredder do you need? I know a mid-level, LOL. You should just send it. With what? Accordion player? Any kind of accordion player. Yes. Full send it, full send. Uh, okay, so the yeah, next three questions are for. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, I need a bagpipe. Anyone a little bagpipe player? Let me know. Anybody got a bagpipe friend? You got some Scottish bagpipe friend? Yeah. I'm okay. really into live instruments right now for some reason. Just... Because they're sick. Yeah, send them. Thank you. They're unique. They're unique sounding, honestly. Yeah. Like all these plugins, I. I feel like there's two downfalls to digital producing. One is everyone has the same plugin, so everyone uses the same presets and no one tweaks knobs. So like there's a lot of similar sounds. That's one thing. And I think splice as great as it is, is terrible because then you have the cookie cutter tech house sound that's like the same 20 loops. That I was gonna say the same vocals for all the years. I'm like so sick of hearing the same vocals. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Like we know when someone uses splice, like we'll hear like, oh wow. 
<laughs> we'll just leave it there. Yeah. No names, no aliens. <laughs> very obvious when people use splice because I don't know. Like, to me, like playing the puzzle guy is not as cool as like creating the picture and then cutting up the puzzle and making the puzzle. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like people are taking the five same five things and putting it together differently. Yeah. I use splice but only for like when I can't, when I'm like uninspired, you know, like, like it's a new way to like, look at it, but like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta start from scratch sometimes. Yeah. I feel like also too, when it comes to splice, like if you're going to use a loop, let's just use this as an example. You have like a cut out the third one, make it yours, change it. You know what I mean? Like change yeah. a couple notes or a couple rearrange patterns, resample part of it, like rearrange it. Like you don't have to just play it exactly the way you downloaded it. Make it yours. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I generally will use loops on splice just to like add layers. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Like how can I rewrite this differently? So it's mine and I'm not using a loop. I just use it for the quickness. If that makes sense. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. I'm like an over, over editor like I, I'll, I'll sometimes i'll i'll be like i need to go back to like a version one because i've just tweaked this too much at this point <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah well, another, i think that's another thing with producers too is some people overthink projects too like i, I yeah. definitely have friends who will, i have one friend in particular which will, will remain nameless that will send me version 27 of a project i'm like holy fuck dude if i don't have it in two versions we're done like i don't think i've ever gone over 12 versions i don't think i've personally probably gone over three yeah i I try to nail it in one i i i got some advice from like a really huge international dude who was like yo man if you don't have it figured out in three hours you're overthinking it and that's not going to be your hit touche yeah yeah usually usually know when it's going to be your big record or like when it's just going to work in general if it if it's not big <laughs> yeah i guess sales wise you never know if it's going to be a big record but like big record in the sense of like this is going to do it for me and my sets kind of thing let, let me rephrase that because like the records that are big for us were not the ones i intended on them to yeah. ever fucking be big like we got we got one called future funk that's pushing probably like a half a million plays on spotify that like literally like didn't sell for shit but solomon loved it and played it every weekend for a whole year and it became a big record like i was like okay i guess that's big <laughs> solomon's dope yeah. i like his style there are a couple sets that have been a little too uh anticlimactic like melodic you know but like most of his stuff has like that deep like sassy bass line that just makes you want to like pump up on the dance floor <laughs> yeah he's got his own thing going that's why we were shocked when we found him playing our record we're like it was strange <laughs> that he was playing our records like he plays about cool. three of them and it's crazy because he'll slow it down because he plays probably like 122 123 in the tracks that he played of ours was 130 bpm so i was actually shocked that he played it so it, it was crazy it was crazy how that went down <laughs> that's sick i love that i was told in the beginning of my career don't change the uh the tempo percent more than 2.5 or 3 percent because the producers will be mad at you that's wrong and i just i do that all the time and if someone did that to my song i'm like go you like that's on you i didn't play it that way <laughs> go for it what do you what's your opinion yeah, I, think, I, think, 
whatever range works. I, that's the way I look at it. There's yeah. no, I don't think it's, you know, negative that somebody plays plus three, minus three, minus eight, ten. It doesn't even matter. If it works, it works. I play you plus know? ten a lot. I'll take slower songs and play it at like one thirty and just fucking ding it in. That's another thing too. Like I, when we play house sets, it's really weird. I like to buy truncate records that are at like one thirty or one thirty five and slow them down yep. to one twenty four. Yep. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, yeah, we'll so. make some techno with that. Yeah. yeah, that's the nice thing about him being from Detroit and me being from Chicago is like we intertwine techno and house together in a set. That's so sick. Like we could we, we could play a techno party, we could play a house party, we could play a tech house party. I feel like our sound is stripped down enough to where we fit in every category. We're not trying to be one category. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So if the next word we die trance guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. I'm not gonna lie. I've been like looking through music lately and like I've been fucking with Psytrance. I haven't been getting it, but I've been like really contemplating it. For the first time ever, like, I don't know if it's, like, just my mood these days or what, but... <laughs> so, you spent a lot of time in Colorado, I see. I'm not even, like, talking to people. It's not even, like, influenced by anything. I'm just, like, I think I'm just, like, revved up to, like, get out of here or something, you know? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. I think you need to be influenced. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was like. Wait, okay, so the next three questions I want each of you to answer. Like, I want separate answers from each of you because this is, like, something that really interests me. What are do's and don'ts of the music industry? Good. Oh, I have to think about this. I don't know. Okay. Give me a second. You, you go first. <laughs> do's, network. Network, 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 as much as you can. Use every opportunity to speak with people, try to connect with people. Um, I mean, don't, don't be an asshole, you know? I mean, don't be. <laughs> so much easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good you answer. Know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but the do's, I mean, it's just, you know, do you. Don't try to fit into some category that you think you need to be. Just do whatever it, you love to do. And that's what I love about Ghetto Blaster is when we uh, first started this, it was like going back to what got us into music to begin with, you know, rather than like trying to chase some other sound or anything like that was like, what kind of music like got us into this, you know, got us into DJing. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, what I really love about what we're doing and like how our sound is. Yeah, it transpires, it shows. I would say really just try to like stay focused and you know keep doing your work and you know keep on track to what you want to do and don't lose faith in yourself or you know in anything or compare yourself to other people because that just never seems to work and I don't I don't think that's something that'll keep you on the right track and so my don't would be I would say don't like I'm just kind of keep leaning like don't like start stuff on the internet like make a post where you're like I don't know there's all this like different controversial stuff where people like post something and then they're like starting a whole 
war with people and I just feel like that's just like the wrong type of way to go about things when it should be like good energy within the whole industry and we should all just be there for each other and it's just kind of hard with our industry because not everybody wants to you know I feel like it's just like a cover-up like everybody says that they're there for you but they're really not so that's how I kind of feel about it yeah I completely agree (laughs) As far as do's, do you don't try to be somebody else. Like literally, like there's nothing worse than it's it's cool to be inspired. It's fucking cool to be inspired. I commend people that get inspired by other people. But don't like like I'm gonna do this exactly the way this guy did because like it worked. Not everything works for everybody. So like you have to find it's this shit is so fucking cliche. It sounds like a book. I feel like I'm reading the handbook <laughs> on how to be a fucking DJ. Find your sound. And that doesn't mean write somebody else's sound and call it your sound. Like you, you have to find your niche and what works for you that you're into without selling out. Like just because so-and-so likes this record, I'm going to make this kind of record. No, no, make the kind of record that you want to play. Fuck what everyone else thinks, because every time you try to chase some shit, it will not happen. And some people get lucky. Some people get lucky, and it does happen for them, and they chase the sound. That, and those are the guys who are in, are in our industry for literally, like, five years. Yeah. The guys who are – and you're talking to a guy who's been in the game for 25 years. I've The times I've chased – I failed incredibly. Like I failed hard as fuck to where I was almost homeless. And then when I stopped doing that, I started chasing what I, what I dream about, what I really want. I've been bawling harder than ever. So it's like, it's like, I don't know if do's do you don't do what someone else is doing, do what you think's right. And don't let any manager agent fuck all those people. They work for you. You, you don't work for them. They can suck a dick. Fuck them. So a lot of people, oh, my manager, fuck my manager. Like, I'll have my mom manage me. <laughs> like, fuck the bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? I, I Managers should be afraid of me because I'm going to be a badass manager at some point. Because I want my artists to be artists. I want you to be you. So that's the news, I think. Yeah. The don'ts, don't buy a dream. Don't fucking hire a ghost producer. Don't fucking try to copy people. Don't try to forge this whole shit and there's people up top that forge this whole shit because they pay my paychecks because i write for people but as much as i'm against it i am for it too like i don't mind doing the work to make money but on the side that's just a side hustle but on the flip though like you're just fake as fuck when you get someone to write your music 100 percent for you like engineering tricks tips having someone mix your shit down Having someone help you cross the finish line for your idea, that's one thing. Having someone be like, hey, I want to be hot. Write me some music. I ain't got time for people like that. Yeah. Those people Those people are the poison of our industry, and there's a lot of them. So, so, that, so that brings me to my next question. What are the do's and don'ts of producing? <laughs> <laughs> I guess <we're> both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Oh, wait, that was the first one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know. But yeah, like, again, so fun. And you don't, ha- you don't have to have an answer, but, like, if you do have one, I want to hear it. It just goes to what, what we've already kind of said, have your own sound, don't chase something that you think you, just because somebody had a number one or they've had it several, 
really good hits and you want to sound just like that. I mean, I, I don't think that's the right way to go. I mean, you have to love what you're doing and not don't follow the trend. Yeah, exactly. Like do be original, be an artist, be original. Yeah. You know, you don't have to follow what everybody else is doing. If you want to make a couple tracks that sound like that, but have your own style in injected in it. Cool. You know what I mean? But just chasing a certain sound, I don't think that that's the right way to go. And then I feel like here's my don't don't rip people off completely because that's just wrong in its own way. So that's the don't of producing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do what you love and do what you love is producing and what you feel is right. And whatever music you feel is right when you're producing and making music and what comes out of here, don't rip people off because you think that's what's right. And is what is going to get you to the top easily. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on in our industry. It's, yeah. real, it's really nerve-wracking. Yeah. I think the biggest don't for me as just like a DJ, there's a lot of songs I'm like, this is so sick, but like, it's not, uh, 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 what's that word called? Um, warped properly. So like it clips, like, you know, like you, it's like the tiniest little sliver second where it's like, even just playing by itself. And so then when you try and mix it in, it's like, oh, damn it. Why did I download the song? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you encountered this too, because I know you're into like the lo-fi stuff as well. It's funny when people are like, yo, dude, your kick drum is a little smashed. It's a little distorted. I'm like, yeah, dude, I did that. I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to sound like vinyl. And then there's then there's kids on the other flip there. Why would you ever want to sound like vinyl? Uh, you're obviously <laughs> oh, a millennial. I had an argument with someone online. I'm not going to expose who it is, but this guy was like, "I don't understand vinyl. What a fucking waste of time." I was uh, like, "You, ouch, you, ouch. are the reason I fucking hate people." <laughs> intimacy you know there's no depth it's a, that's a very surface level judgment and there's so much warmth there's so much color that comes from you know it came uh, from a very surface level dude as well so yeah. we're good <laughs> yeah how did i know i don't know it's crazy i'm so i'm, I'm like a, an inconspicuous shit talker like i like to plant seeds <laughs> if you think i'm talking about you i am <laughs> <laughs> So the un inconspicuous, dis -unconspicuous. No, no, I, would, I would never, I would never out nobody though, because like I don't really care enough to do that. But you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> but you ask the questions. All I'm doing is exposing them. <laughs> uh, what about what are do's and don'ts in life? Oh Jesus. Yeah. Don't do yeah. drugs. Stay yeah. in school. Yeah, <laughs> God, I sound like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't know, appreciate the people you have around you because you what? never know when somebody. Appreciate the people you have around you because you never know, like when you might lose somebody. You know, I've lost a few people along the way, and it's like uh, good friends, family members, and things. And it's like you never really expect that, you know. So that's what I would say is just like really appreciate what you have around you. And take the time to spend with people, you know, and develop your relationships. Oh, I would say keep yourself healthy, do things for yourself that are good, like, you know, self-love things and do things 
that are good for around you and for your relationships and your family. And I feel like that just goes miles for your mental health and for things in your life, your daily life. I just feel like that helps immensely, you know, like meditation, working out, going on walks, eating healthy, like all that just, you know, little stuff just goes so far in the long run. I would just say those are my do's and don'ts. I would just, you know, say don't get caught up in things that are, I mean, obviously just bad for you. Like he said, don't do drugs. If I mean, if drugs are your thing, don't go down the wrong hole. I mean, don't go down the wrong path and catch yourself before you do. Yeah. I think one thing that I'd like to add to all this is like, so I've had many moments in my life where I've like had roommates. I lived alone. I had a girlfriend. I didn't. I was around my family. I wasn't. And there was moments where like that, that I, I definitely took for granted at the time, but now I think about it and it's made me who I am today is like the moments where I was hundreds of miles away from true friends and family. I lived alone, had no girlfriend, and I would go three days without talking to a single person. And I got to know me. You know what I mean? Does, if that makes sense. Like I got to know me and that's when I became in my opinion, a better producer, a better human. I cared about myself more. And once you can do these things, you can implement anything to your life. But I think that you got to understand what ground zero is. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally know what you mean. I think that's what you guys were kind of touching on earlier when you said find your sound. It's like, how do you find your sound? It's hours and days and hours and hours and weeks and years of you spending time with yourself, asking yourself, what do I like? Why, why, yeah. why do I like this? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and you, gotta, you gotta dip your toe in a lot of different ponds to fucking even figure out what it is you like. Yeah. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, how, how did you have like five different aliases? Well, cause I liked this for a minute and then I don't like what it turned into. And I like this, but then that ended up not interesting because I grew up and then I take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Shake it, have, <laughs> have a little syrup, a little salt, a little pepper. A little base. Cook up some- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. A little four four, call it a day. <laughs> yeah. A little yep. side chain, polish that bitch and stick it in the oven. There you go. <laughs> Export that bitch. <laughs> I, hope, man, I hope it sounds good on a system. Yeah. I totally get I, I really resonate with what you said, Missy, about how like like take care of you. It's like if you're not generating, if you're not like super aware and actively every single day energetically generating a good vibe that means you're unaware and that you're you're reacting to whatever is thrown your way so like taking the time to like really just like take care of yourself is so important and then what you said about the don't where it's like don't let things get to you it's like in the grand scheme of things nothing fucking matters you know when when we make something matter it's our ego that has oh I'm taking this personally. This is wrong. You did this to me or like, that's wrong. You shouldn't be like that to that person or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, it's like, nothing matters. Like, yes, you don't want to go like full Jim Carrey and be like, nothing matters. Let's grow a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know. That's super true though. You're absolutely right. I agree with that. At the end of the day, like your music's this, your music, your career is this, your life is this, but like, who are you as a person? Because that means more to me than your fucking record. Like I don't. Or what other people cool. are looking at you like? Like I feel, I feel like when you 
it's kind of deep, but when you pass away and you look back on your life of what impact you made on everybody and everything, like that's what really mattered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, literally. There's that saying that's like, you're not going to remember what you did, but you're going to remember how you felt. And I think that's the same thing with like transpiring of what you're willing to share. It's like, you're not going to remember, you know, what you wore or whatever, all the conversations happened that day, but you are going to remember how you felt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any genres that you guys are excited to get into? I know the instruments that you're excited to get into. <laughs> I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna send you some do harp later. <laughs> you just you wait. Hey. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send you some surround sound do harp. Some over here. Some over here. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I'm starting another adventure aside from these folks. <laughs> I'm starting a I'm starting a new label with. Um, with my buddy Chippy, the guy who did Time to Jack, which was like one of the first records in house music, like in the first five records. Chip E? I gotta look him up. Chip E. He did Time to Jack like this. Like recently he remade Time to Jack with Carl Cox about two years ago. Okay. And uh, he's just a Chicago legend that disappeared. But like if you, once you start studying what I'm talking about, if you don't know him already, like the whole idea of, that lo-fi like almost like if you want to go like dj house who i love i love his music um or uh who's another guy uh mall grab if you like this guy's music I do like, like mall grab actually yeah yeah so when you listen to these guys music and you listen to the music that chibi put out in 1984 it's crazy like this guy like kind of like laid down the foundation for what that has become wow and I was like, man, like I want to get into a lo-fi style label because I think my label and the Ghetto Blaster brand, and even though Ghetto Blaster will probably toy with this, even though like our brand is not that, and I needed to separate to do that brand. So like I was like, I want to do it with someone who could really represent it well. I'm like, fuck, how about the poster boy for right. house music? And I was like, this fucking guy like pretty much created that sound. And he has the same vision in music sound. And I don't know. It, it was just a cool idea. And the label's called Footprints. It's not Flip, out yet. Footprints? Footprints. Footprints. Dope. Yeah. So it's called Footprints. We haven't, I think the first release that's going to come out is a record that he did years ago called It's House. <laughs> and it's got some pretty serious remixes on there, like from Paul Johnson to Kenny Dope from Masters at Work, I think, and a few other people. It's pretty pretty huge package. But the point being, though, is like we're gonna take that step by step, and we're gonna the idea of the the mission behind that is footprints. It's like the footprints of house. Like he's the first footprint, and then the next footprint's gonna be the remix from some relevant person these days. And it's going to be different footprints in the house. You know, at the end of the day, you walk to the beach and you see all these footprints going there. Well, each footprint means something to the grand scheme of things. Oh, that's super cool. Some deep shit. That is, <laughs> Some damn. deep shit. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm yeah, no, for real. I love lo-fi. Yeah, same. It's, it's something that is like, it's funny it has a term, actually. It's funny, it's funny that it's a genre because it's just a sound that I like. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Everything has a subgenre these days, right? I know it's hard to keep up, and honestly, I kind of put my own like, like sometimes I call progressive. That's like not really progressive, but like to me, it's progressive. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. I hear you. 
And like sometimes like like tech house, the only tech house that I get is like a very specific type of tech house. So when I hear tech house, I'm like, that's not tech house. And they're like, mm, that's the epitome of tech house. <laughs> right. That's weird too, because like I think my idea of tech house might be a little different than what quote unquote. Totally is. Yeah, like I, I, I when I think of tech house, I think of Carl Craig. I think of uh Stacy Pullen. I think of like yeah. Stacy Pullen's like minimal think, tech house. He's good. Yeah, I just feel like it's like he's not techno, he's not house, but he's both. Yeah. I like that. That's, I that's opened for him and it was all like super sexy, minimal, like very, very sharp tech house, like just like crisp, you know? Nice. Yeah. He's dope. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you some like deep questions. So if you want to pass, no judgments. <laughs> what are your core values? as a duo and separately core value as a duo it's a together thing and sometimes it's not and and you got to grab the other person and be like Woo! it's together, together. <laughs> yeah, but, you know it's like it's very important to remember we move as a unit so that that's my core value in this and like some like he struggled with some depression over this time. Yeah, me too. And I'm that dude. He's a, he's a, he's a dude. I'm the dude that's like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, I'm the coach. Let's go. Yeah. I know you don't want to do this, but it's time to wake up. Let's go. Get some orange juice. Go for a walk. Do whatever the fuck it is you got to do. But I need you here at this time. Yeah. And he may be late <clears throat> as today, but he's here. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like I, I will text him and I will you ask him. The whole time I'm talking to you, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to make it. I'm texting. I'm like, really, bro? Come on. Get the fuck up. Let's go. Like, I know you got shit to do and you got real life shit, but come on. Let's go. You know what I mean? I feel but the that, same way sometimes. It's like hard for me, like, especially if I'm low energy or I'm sore from working out. Because, like, you know, I've yeah. been trying to, like, work out every day, like, really challenge myself and, like, get fit. And it's like it that weight, that energetic weight, it can feel like I don't even want to meditate today. But it's like wait, meditating is hella relaxing. Why would, but like it does, it gets into your head and then you start like the diction in which you start to dread shit in your own mind. It's crazy. Exactly. And you have to force yourself to do things before it gets too far. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's that for the duo. I think that's the core value is like, yo, it's a together thing. You know what I mean? It's super important. It's super important to know that you move as a unit. And if someone's doing more, cool. If someone's not doing enough, let's go. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like playing basketball. You got five players on a team. If there's one guy that's doing exceptional, you high five him. You let him know he's killing it, and then you're there. And then if he's not there, you're like, all right, dude, get him involved. Like as the coach, it's like, bro, I, I let's go, let's go. Like it's important to have to push each other on the unity thing. You know, and if I'm not feeling it, you tell me if I, you're not feeling it, I'll tell you like, and it, where it happens sometimes is like when we're traveling, like even something as simple as like, all right, let's get up. We got to go. Yeah. Because I, I'm infamous for like, I have this inner alarm clock when I'm traveling. Like I could be fucked on alcohol, drugs and everything, but I know we have a flight and I'm like, Time to go. Let's go. <laughs> like I'm just like up and I'm ready to go. Like, I don't know how it happened, but, and he's, he's, funny. We, I've saved our ass a few times. Oh, yeah. Being like, dude. And then there's been a few times where it was just miscalculated by a few minutes. I'm like, 
that was a $900 fucking mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. seven flights later, we finally get home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's important. And it's important to have each other's backs. Like I might be wrong, but you better have my fucking back. <laughs> like if I'm wrong, be wrong with me. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Yeah. Or tell me I'm wrong and check me, whatever. You know what I mean? But especially when we're traveling in different countries, when we don't know the people, we don't speak the language, we don't know the culture. Fuck. I need that person to be my rock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he's got a job when we're out of town. Cause I don't know. I'm always like two issues behind on my cell phone. So he's got the, the 2050 version of yeah he's got like the you know the fucking tesla of iphones so i'm like yo dog you're handling maps and, and he'll handle the maps so we don't get lost like i remember uh, i remember when we first went to amsterdam the fucking maps for whatever fucking reason was all fucked up and, and, and the wi-fi was terrible and the city's like a round city so we we needed to go here and we were here well, the maps took us all <laughs> the way around the fucking city, but we got there. It only, it only took us two hours to walk there, but it could have been like a two-minute walk. That we yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel when I'm in New York. I always go the wrong way on the subway or go the wrong way down the street. And I'm like, dang it. Oh, I did this again. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows. So he, he, lived, he lived in New York. He'd be on the train and end up in a different state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few times I was supposed to be downtown and I ended up in Brooklyn. Just like getting on the wrong train because I'm used to Chicago where it's like just follow a color. You you know, you all you have to do is be not be colorblind and you can get anywhere, get anywhere you got to go. And in New York, they have like express in Chicago, there is no express, Uh so I'd be just like 15 20 minutes away from where I needed to be. You know, learn that in about a month. Yeah, it took me a month pretty much. (laughs) What about you, Missy? What are your values? Oh, can I skip this? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So the next question is kind of a weird question. What, uh-huh. What's your problem? <laughs> like, if what's you, like, what's your problem? Like, do you have something that you feel like is inhibiting your, what you want to succeed in? Or like, if there's something that you maybe that you want to work on or something, it doesn't, you don't have to have an answer, but I'm just curious if like you, you feel like there's a problem that you're working on in life. Whether I should listen or not listen to my friends about taking the vaccine. That's one. Yeah. I have a fucking ton of conspiracy friends. They're like, don't get the vaccine. You'll die. And then I got my doctor being like, yo, you're fat. Take the vaccine or you'll die. I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I, it's a sensitive a subject for sure. Me. Right now, it's a problem for me because I have to get it because I'm going to be traveling and I don't want to die. So, like, for me, my biggest problem that I have going on in my life right now is, like, who the fuck do I listen to? And I think everyone's having this problem because we really don't know who to listen to. So, not to bring it back to Kobe because I hate the subject, but. I mean, it's our life right now. There's so much misinformation out there, too, you know, so it's hard not to get caught up in in just all of it because there is a bunch of misinformation. Yeah. Like right now, I just got a text from our manager. He was like, yo, I'm getting the vaccine. You want me to schedule you? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Fuck it. <laughs> let's Do go. It. Yeah, rip the band off. Yeah, literally. I, so I, that's think, a it's, I think if if you if you can get the vaccine, you should. Whatever. Do it. Like, I think personally, yeah. like, I've already had COVID and, you know, it was 
you know, quite mild for me. I'm sure there's different strains. I don't know what I'm talking about, whatever. I don't, I'm not going to get it unless I have to get it. But I think that if I'm going to be traveling and DJing, I'm going to have to get it like in different countries. I feel like that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I had a problem. I used to have a problem like overanalyzing the industry. Yeah, I was going to, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I, I had this issue where I compare myself and I'm like, wait, if I like, just like delete social media. Right. And I just like focus on like what gigs I have, what opportunities I have. I feel I'm, I'm, I'm doing well considering I might not be making money, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, getting opportunities, but the second I get on social media and I'm like, Oh, they got this gig or, Oh, their records doing that. Like I just, I, I, that's my problem. I need to really cut that comparing crap. What I've learned to get past it, because I was in the same boat in 2010, 12, 13. Around 2014, I was like, why do I give a fuck what's going on? I needed to learn to actually appreciate everybody's wins, because if everyone wins, we all win. Like I, I, I like to congratulate people. I may talk shit. I'm a big jokester. Like I actually do amateur stand-up comedy for fun sometimes. But like, which are, there's YouTube videos on that too. <laughs> Definitely looking that up. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, like for me, like I had to learn how to like tell people, Hey man, fucking good job. You know what I mean? Like I, not enough people say that shit. And that motivates the shit out of me when people are like, dude, you're the shit, like good job. I'm like, fuck yeah, thanks man. I mean, it feels good to be appreciated. So I try to make sure I do the same for others. Like sometimes I get so caught up with what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, have I fucking like congratulated someone today or yesterday or this week? Have I reached out to, I like to pick someone on my phone that I haven't talked to in five years every week and reach out like, yo, what up? I know I haven't been around, but what's up? You know like, who I was talking I like to? I was talking to one of your friends a couple of days ago and he was like, yeah, Paul, you know, Paul Anthony. I'm like, why do I know that name? Cause I just think ghetto blaster when I think of your name and I was right. like, oh, yeah, 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 I know Paul, he's cool. He's like, yeah, he's the best communicator, such a good friend. I'm like, I just love that you're known like that. What <laughs> uh, I wasn't, though, and I needed to change things. And that, that was the thing. Like, that was one of my problems. I wasn't good at that. I was like, I was so focused on winning, winning, winning. How about congratulating people and appreciating other people's wins, too? That's really important, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love seeing my friends win. I tell them that. I'm like, yo, you're killing it fuck yeah and i don't tell them oh you're just now killing it no you've been killing it like I, I hate when people backhanded compliment me i can't stand it so i try to learn from what i don't like and try to implement it better yeah or when sense. people are like this track is great i'm like oh so all the other ones were <laughs> yeah but i'm sure they don't mean that i'm that's that's the thing i was saying earlier ego yeah. takes it personally it's like it just like it doesn't matter like don't put in a story or a meaning on something that like is out of your control or doesn't even really affect you except for your ego you know yeah another problem i had probably recently in the last couple of years i would say is that like i have people who will hit me up and they're like dude how did you get on dirty bird or how did you get on defected how did you get on this label or that label i, I was like think. i put out I was like, I put out 200 records and I worked my fucking ass off and they accidentally took notice and I was shocked just as much as you are. <laughs> I was like, cool. 
Like I, I like at my wins are accident wins. I, I don't plan any of those wins. Like, yeah. you know, like I plan, I plan like my, my work ethic. I don't plan my wins. They happen by accident. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I, I, I know the feeling. I feel like the songs that I'm most nervous about do the best. Or well, I'm like, Oh, like, I don't want to share that one. And then people are like, this yeah. is sick. And I'm like, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. What about um, when you look at like a good person or a, a bad person? Like, how do you characterize a good person? Like, what do, what do you see in characteristics of a good person? Positivity. Yeah. That would be the number one thing is positivity, you know? Totally. I mean, just someone that, yeah, you can hang out with that's not going to be negative about things, you know? I feel like that's for me anyway. That's the, that's the biggest number one thing. It's just someone that's positive. Yeah, I would say somebody that like genuinely cares and is there for you, or is like a good friend, and or even you know a good person is like when you're in the grocery store and you know they'll be like, oh, excuse me, or like is just nice and genuine. Otherwise, somebody you see that. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard when you see like an actual good person because they're like. You don't really see that that often, especially like I don't know. There's not like Colorado. You probably see that more often, but it's not that likely here in Michigan. And people just always are like up in your shit here, and they're like, "You like excuse me, like six feet." And I mean, that's kind of how I see like good people, you know? Yeah. Good people. Shout out to everyone that hits me on Venmo. I fucking love you guys. <laughs> that's definitely a perfect way to find out who's a good person because you hit me on Venmo. I love you. Big ups. Bad person, the motherfuckers who don't. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, totally. I I, I agree. <laughs> what do you uh, think? You know, it's gonna be, you know what's going to be weird going back to the industry is like good people. Good people come up to you and they're like, what's up, bro? And they fuck come in and give you the hug. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, don't, yeah. don't get too close now. And that's going to be weird because I like to like hug it out with my boys, you know, yeah. all over and the then, world. And then people I notice are like, hug? And you're like, mm. <laughs> Now I'm like, elbows. Yeah, <laughs> elbows, yeah. But yeah, that's going to be weird coming yeah. back because like, I don't know, like I, I that that's one way I know people are good. People are like really like, hey, they're happy to see you. Like, yes. Yeah. And now, like, we, we actually went out to dinner with a couple friends after a photo shoot recently. And it was people I didn't even really, one person I knew pretty well, the other guy I didn't even know. And I just remember we took our masks off and we were just, like, sitting at the table. We're talking. I was like, God, I can't remember the last time I fucking sat at a table with good people and just started talking. And like, I couldn't shut the fuck up. Four hours later, I'm like, we got to go. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I miss I miss the interaction of human good people yeah seriously i know that wasn't the question that's no I miss, that too. I miss like i miss being able to like connect with strangers i know that sounds like i'm slutty or something but like for real like you know like <laughs> no. like seriously like like I, I miss like you know when you have those little moments at the grocery store with somebody you don't know or like somebody at the gas station and it's just like you connect and you'll never see each other again and like or just hugging someone on the dance floor like yeah that was yeah. such a like healing part of our planet and it's been gone for over a year that's yeah. crazy it was supposed yeah. to be 15 days 
That's some bullshit. <laughs> I know. It's starting to open back up. I got I have two real gigs now. Like this summer. I have two actual gigs. I'm hoping that they stay gigs, but you know, I feel like this could be it. I feel like it could be opening up now because people are getting vaccinations and like our economy is <laughs> Yep. Oh yeah. I just got a text right now. We got a confirmed booking in Vegas coming up. Nice. Oh, yeah. What days? Or do you not know yet? Uh, let me check the I'm trying to go to Vegas and visit you. I want to come. <laughs> I'll tell you when we get off. It's somewhere in my email here. Okay, cool, cool. What is your What does your work aim to say? It's a fucking party. Don't forget <laughs> that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah because well, a lot of people forget it's a party everyone gets so serious with yeah. their music they're like you that's all you make is booty house yeah because when i'm smacking a booty or dance i'm having a good time it's yeah, about party. a party, it's party man party and it's not always booty music but that, that that stuff i love because yeah. like i just remember some when i was on tour with dj funk in the 90s i'm like these are some of the fucking best times of like touring like it was just like no holes barred fucking partying like no no fucks giving like i just like it was cool you know what i mean like it was fun and like whatever the whatever the whatever the music is it's like it's just a pure reflection of who we are inside like we just like to party Have i don't know time. yeah yeah i'm kind of sad that I'm crazy and party anymore but on the same token i'm glad that i matured and we'll just party in different ways now you know what i mean party in different ways yeah oh. now it is now yeah, hydrated. Yeah, we go, go trampoline parks. Yeah, we go kart and go on trampoline parks now. We don't yeah, party like other people fun. now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That sounds so much fun. I, I want a Chucky. I want a Chucky Cheese birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want that too. <laughs> I've never had one. I would love that. My birthday sucks. My birthday's on Christmas Day, so I can't have typical parties. Oh, that's a bummer. It can't is. You just, can't you just celebrate it whenever you want and just say? Christmas for my Christmas gift. I want a birthday party and whatever I want. You should do that. I mean, it, it is 2021. I guess I could just do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Right? You can do anything you want. I'm scared though. Like, if I do my half birthday day. party, I might get canceled for it. Like, dude, this guy like celebrates his birthday <laughs> when he's not supposed to. He's a we, liar. We need to fucking cancel him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me check your ID. Yeah, let me check your ID. Double dip and get two presents. <laughs> fuck this guy. We're canceling him. Canceled culture. Really Gosh, that's something that's interesting to talk about, the canceled culture. I can't. I'm like, who I'm like, there's there's always should be a conversation about it, you know? And I feel like a lot of the social media canceling, there's no conversation. There's just hate and judgment and trolls. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a new thing. There was actually a show on MTV and it was about trolls. And then they found the trolls online and they went and saw them in real life and confronted the trolls. Hey, what, 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 yeah, what they did. Twitch channel are we on and right just now? Dicks. We're on my Twitch That's channel, Antoinette yeah. Randwork. There's a link in my bio if someone's asking. Yeah, yeah. What, what, is the, what is the Twitch handle? It's A-N-T-O-I. Oh, your name? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, but if the, the link is in the, uh, the bio for my Instagram if someone's looking at it. Okay. Uh, I have someone. I have someone repeatedly calling me. I'm like, tune into our fucking interview. Talk to me there. Yeah, yeah. Come up, 
<laughs> Someone said fuck Twitter, RIP. <laughs> come come hang out in the chat we've got we've got some some friends in there some homies for sure so if you could give your work a story overview what would it say and what would that look like repeat the question so if you could give your work a story overline you know like a logo sentence or um a story, a, something that describes, um, you know, your vision, what would that look like? I think our vision. Two dudes I mean, ghetto I, I, blasting, I, baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would think that our, our mission is taking what, what, what fabric, the fabric of house music and techno-ish, because we, we kind of do both. We'd like to do the jack and the style of both. We, we want to take what happened and put it back into our culture because I feel like a lot of people are just so like we were talking really chasing for the whatever, but like, I feel like for you to get it to the next level, you got to know where it's been. Yeah. So we take what happened and we try to emulate what happened in our own way. The things like when he went to warehouse parties in Detroit, I was playing warehouse parties in Chicago. Like what was the sound? Who was the DJ that fucking got me it was like for me it was dj gemini or like Derek carter would just like hit these fucking moments in their sets that i just couldn't get enough it fucking drove me nuts and there's not enough music like those sounds that are in my head so this is why it's easy to write a hundred tracks because i'm taking these sounds from my head that i've had in my head for years and now that i know how to fucking write music finally i'm like implementing it to the sound but with a 2021 edge with the quality difference because when you play vinyl like this one kid I had the argument with, he's like, oh, vinyl sounds like shit. Yep, but my records don't sound like shit. So cool. Like I'm taking this sound and I'm getting it the three-dimensional sound that we have today. Yeah. But I have a huge appreciation for vinyl. There's nothing like cracking open your record, smelling it. It's, it's records got yeah. a fucking smell that are awesome. Or They're, shopping for it. I'm oh, shopping for it too. Hours. Like I love culture shopping. in itself. I was telling her earlier about clone records and how fucking dope that shop is. Yeah. And how you can buy records that are only made for that shop. Yeah. You have yeah. to go there to get it. It's such a cool store. That's yeah. what I would consider like the dream first date is like going to a record shop with like get it, putting your headphones on and like searching through records and then hanging out and listening to them. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. That is fucking yeah. dope. Yeah. I think my other dream date is going to the go-kart track. The what? <laughs> putting your girl on the wall. <laughs> going to a go-kart track. <laughs> We're racing go-karts. That's the shit. Yeah, that's all. I'm like the fucking kid ever. Like, that was the last thing we did before they shut down the country. Like, literally, we had just played a show at the intersection. Yeah. The next morning, I woke up with $1,000 in my pocket. I go, how can I blow this? I go, let's go race go-karts and jump on trampolines for hours. Is that terrible? Like I love it. <laughs> I love being a bit, I'd rather blow money on having a good time and smiling than doing anything that I should do in my adult life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah, pay bills, go go kart racing. Fuck it. That was Living easy. The <laughs> yeah. They're excusing debt anyways. You don't really have to pay anything. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Right, and I'm that, like, uh, I have eighty thousand dollars of debt. You can excuse so I can go go kart racing. Is that abuse of the system? I think it is. I gotta be careful. I gotta be careful what I say. I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, yeah. The fucking guys take it from our country. Cancel them. Birthday, first double birthday. Now taking place. Oh, what the fuck, man? I'm gonna stop talking. Guys about their birthday. 
<laughs> okay. Where in your life do you wish you could see things differently? And this goes for all three of you. Sorry, we got some little Jeopardy time. Okay, what's your answer? And no, just kidding. <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Be gone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, where in your life do you wish you could see things differently? Oh, wow. Like now or in the sense of if whatever, I could do things differently? Whatever that means to you. Whatever that oh. question inspires. I would like to do, I would like to think that I would not be living where there's snow. If I could do anything differently, yeah, I would like to get the fuck out of the last month that I was in <laughs> of negative yeah. fucking eight degrees and three feet of snow. Yeah. Get me the fuck out of here. Like snow's cool for a day, but I want to go back to the warm. Yeah. So Where that's one thing I'd like to do. Was it, I don't know anywhere really. I mean, Florida probably I was not. Say, Florida's I'm a, popping off right now. I'm I'm a total chick when it comes. I mean. I better, not, I'm a chick I, better, I better not say that because I don't want to get canceled for saying this, but I'm a total girl when it comes to insects and insects are 10 times bigger in Florida. So I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not good. No, I, I make her kill for spiders. snow or alligators. Choose one. Yeah. And then she won't kill the spider. She'll get the back. I don't want to kill him. I'm going to suck him up. And I'm like, oh my God. I get like an anxiety attack over. This is where the partnership comes. I'm like Zach, yeah. Yeah. kill the spider from the other room. Oh my god! Yeah, and then he just laughs at us. I just can't. I can't do bugs, so Florida's not an option. Um, I, San Diego's cool, but if it stays there, it might fall in the ocean one day. Like I don't that's know. Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like uh, California coast, man. Who knows what's gonna happen in the next ten years? You really don't know. It's either gonna be set on fire or go down and mudslide. Yeah, mudslide. Yeah. <laughs> and then Arizona, like, cool. It's like nice there, but then it gets hot. so fucking ungodly hot there. It's like I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I would live. Maybe I, I would say Vegas, but there's just not enough water in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Know, I wouldn't mind like living in Europe. You know, after we went there. That's like, what I'm cool. saying. You know? Europe's cool. Like I love Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like London. I like London, dude. London, yeah. London's cool. <laughs> London's cool. <laughs> I ate some serious food in London. Yeah. <laughs> And I went some, I did some serious shopping. I probably spent four grand in a week in fucking shopping because Soho is fucking incredible for shopping. Yeah. Paris yeah. Was cool. I didn't like Paris. It was yeah. raining the whole time we were there. Yeah, so. the people were kind of. Well, no, they were cool. Be <laughs> nice. Yeah. They Paris, like Paris. Americans. Yeah. I mean, Paris was great. We have a funny story about Paris. <laughs> so hear. we were playing our first Battle Blaster show in Paris which we were shocked was completely sold out yeah. and um, our first headlining show there. And then we're, we're, he accidentally had a joint in his backpack and forgot it. And we got on the train, got past the drug dog somehow. And he had a joint and we got there. He was emptying his pockets. He's like, fuck, I actually brought a joint. I was like, well, we should smoke that shit. <laughs> and he was like, all right. 
So we're in the green room getting ready to play. And we asked one of the guys, hey, is it cool if we smoke? Yeah, whatever. So we let up the door. We're fucking cheating up the back room. And he, he's got Google Translate where I don't know. Have you ever used Google Translate before on the phone? So if you have the speaker on and someone comes in talking French, a robot voice goes, whatever they said, they'll say it in English. I meant it to like have it as text, not say it out loud, you know, so I could just see because they were coming in like yelling. So the audio was on and the audio. It was like, these fucking guys can't be smoking <laughs> weed back here. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they said that and awkwardly they were all like, oh, shit, they know what we just said. <laughs> we're like, hello, <laughs> hello. We're like, <laughs> do you guys have any other stories for from like tours or traveling or shows that are like just like wow i'll fucking light him up (laughs) it was his first tour in europe i'll light him up we we just got to uh we just where we go what what city what country were we in we were in some country we laid over somewhere and we had just landed it was the second it was the second tour in europe and fucking, they have started changing because, you know, things are getting more modern. And there's like facial recognition, all this weird shit going on through passport control now. <laughs> and then there was like a little picture of a man going like this. It was like a digital picture. It's going like this. So he doesn't realize it's saying, yo, dude, take your fucking hat off. I thought it was like, good day. He's like, he's like good day. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And he's sitting there waving at a machine. I'm like, oh, bro, I think it means take your fucking hat off. He's like. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. so that's pretty funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Any any other like green green room stories? I love green room stories. Well, a- Amsterdam is funny. It's a, it's a green room city. Like we were walking around the city, and I was like, "What's in that baby carriage right there?" And he's like, "UFO balloons, three for ten euro," and he's got balloons tied to this baby carriage. And where the baby's supposed to be, it's a nitrous tank, and he's selling nitrous in the broad daylight on yeah. the fucking street, next to a cop and next to a hot dog stand. It's legal there, right? Hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. No, the only problem I asked, I go, Did you, "Is this legal here?" He goes, "Well, the city's a little wishy-washy about it because the balloons are bi- they're not biodegradable." <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they have a point. <laughs> they do. Like, so there's I, that. That's funny. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. There's all kinds. Did of you get the balloon? <laughs> well, I mean, we had a tank delivered. To yeah, the room. We, we learned how to get tanks <laughs> delivered to the room. <laughs> so that was. Uh, that's fucking hilarious. Yes, I don't know. We see all kinds of shit. I, I don't know if you re- do. You remember the the airplane that got hijacked and crashed in San Francisco a few years back? I vaguely, vaguely remember this story. Yeah, we, we were at the airport when it happened. That was weird. What happened? <laughs> I, we don't really know, but I think the, the didn't the planes get hijacked or something? Yeah, and then everything was grounded for a while. Yeah, everything was grounded, and we were sitting. We got stuck there for like a whole day. We're just sitting at the fucking airport. Oh, I remember. What, wasn't that when you called me? No, I didn't okay. know you. I didn't know you. Okay, I was, I'm I was thinking of another time when you were sitting at the airport for like hours. That's a lot. There's been times where like we've tried to go to Canada and this guy can't go to Canada and they detained him for six hours <laughs> at the border. <laughs> what did you do to get banned from Canada? Nothing. 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 He puts nothing. his head down. Nothing. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> Actually, uh, 
they had my record. They had a record of me. Uh, it was like Grand Larson or something. And I had to have, contact my lawyer like, and figure out where it even came from because it was it's not on my record. So it was like this long three-month process of figuring out like where and why it and was even on my record. So they figured out what happened. He got he got in trouble on some petty ass shit, like like a traffic violation. It was was put in the tank at the same time another guy got, they and they stapled. they stapled his paperwork to his paperwork by accident. <laughs> but but they caught me in the green room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah. It's oregano. <laughs> I was Amsterdam one time. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Know, right? That's the best part about it all is like we've traveled all these different countries and Canada was the one that turned me away. <laughs> I know, out of all the places. Uh, Justin asked, what festival behavior would you like to see canceled? It's <laughs> a great question. Vix oh, <laughs> Vapor Up. Don't touch me if you got that shit on. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> You're sweaty and you're all vixed up. Please keep six feet away. <laughs> when they put it in thing. their mouth and they blow, here, I got you. When they like blow oh, Bro, I love you. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't Sit love down. your smell, bro. Yeah, let me give you a massage. I'll tell you what, those fucking kids were ahead of the curve. They had masks years ago. <laughs> they were on the show. Oh, so, I, yeah, mean, I don't I like, I don't like. I will say like at like Burning Man or Coachella or LIB, it's fucking dirty in the air. Like you'll blow your nose and black shit will come out. So wearing a mask is like, it's a must. I promise you that's a thing in warehouses too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, black boogers coming out of your nose. Yeah, gross. Yeah. I grew up in warehouse culture. Yeah, you're terrible. only in there for a couple hours too. At LIB, they got mulch. Do you know what mulch is? Yeah, yeah, we live in Michigan. Yeah. yeah, I grew up. I grew up on five acres when my parents used to make me spread mulch on the driveway, and I'm like, I hate this herbaceous dirt, dirty. <laughs> I get to the lib, and I'm like, really? The woogie's on mulch? Everyone's like, what's mulch? I'm like, you're standing in it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I, the funny thing too, man. I, I remember everyone was like, "Oh, dude, festivals are going to be the last thing coming back." I'm like, I don't know. I think festivals will be the first thing coming back because nightclubs are like really like yeah yeah exactly yeah it's open air. You can distance better. Like nightclubs might not come back quicker because these little tight little dark spaces with no ventilation that they pack people that they pack people <laughs> in like sardines. That's not going to be back for a while, which sucks because I do like that atmosphere too. Like it's. Uh, a nice like like smart bar in chicago or spy bar like a nice small little tight club with a big yeah. sound system is dope tv lounge yeah. tv lounge yeah, yeah. I, I like these little places so my last question about vision is where do you guys see yourself or where do you want to see yourself in two years huh i'd like to see the music spreading even further whether that mean we get bigger or not I don't, that's cool if we get bigger we get bigger if we don't we don't, I don't i'm not really in it for that but it seems to be like coincidental as you get bigger your music gets out further so i'd like to see that but i'd like to do it without questioning my integrity so i'd like to see us get bigger yeah without changing without, our music yeah. because label because we get a lot of this like right now we're number one on bport I'm not going to say any label names, but we've been hit up by all the big ones. And they're like, oh, we like this, but can you do this more like this? No, no, I can't. I'm not making records for you. I make records for me. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. 
And if you like it, cool. If you don't, let me know when you do. Like, I, I will never question my integrity to be on the label or anything. So I'd like to think or hope that we'll keep growing with what we're doing and not having to change it. I'd like to stick with the grassroots boy next door type shit. Like, yeah. I want to be approachable. I don't want to be, I mean, at some point you have to become a little less approachable as far as like keeping your distance from like, <laughs> I won't even get into details, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that like will hit you up and be offensive. And I didn't realize they're being offensive, but like, I'd like to teach people like to grow the knowledge. Hubert said something in an interview that I thought was incredible. It's not about being the best. I can give a fuck about being the best. It's about how many people I could teach to be the best. That's cool to me. So spreading the knowledge and growing what's going on by helping other people to figure it out. That's cool to me. And kind of teaching people the history of it too. I think. You know? Yeah. History is so important in this shit. Like it, it makes me sick to know a guy who's been in the business for two years is getting $50,000 a show, but the guy who created house music can't even get 5,000 a show. That bothers me a little bit. There needs to be a little bit more balance there. Like, I've, I've felt that more. way when like, I see like main stages or like people performing and I'm like, really, this is what thousands of people prefer. But like that's yeah. I go back to that thing where I said I like compare myself or like I compare it's like okay like those people like want to you know trade bracelets and wear masks and you know take pop some e and sweat with their friends and hug strangers and that's their prerogative. <laughs> you I know? think the one positive thing about COVID though too is that it's a lot of people are turned uh, that uh, probably listen to EDM bass music, that kind of thing, are like more turned on to house techno, tech house. Like it's reaching a lot farther than what it was before, you know, during this for whole sure. thing. I think like people like searching for music, you know? For sure. And there's nothing, there's nothing cooler than, if I had to pick the cool thing that happened with COVID, it turned the fucking machine off. It yes. turned like yeah. these factory made superstars had to like, for the first time I got the same tour schedule as Tiesto three parties <laughs> you know what i mean like you know what i mean like no no offense to him but fact is though it's like we're all grounded and we all get to start fresh you know what i mean and i don't know like i just i just believe that it's cool that it's slowed down because things were going so fucking our whole world like not even just music everything is so, so fast. fast and everyone wants the easy way to yeah. do everything sometimes it's not about the quick fix sometimes it should fucking take you longer to do something you don't need to do it tomorrow like work at it get good at it like don't just buy it i think it goes back to that shit too you know like i think it slowed everything down and i like that that's really mm -hmm. cool to me yeah me too i know what you mean there's so much, so much shit was moving so fast forward. It was crazy. Like not, not even necessarily for us, but just in general, like life, just right. life is moving it's so like over quickly. Overconsumed and energetically wasted. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I, before I know for me, like I would, I would just like try and pump out too many tracks and like kind of lose a little bit of my health. You know, like I wouldn't eat or like not like starve myself and how like eating problem but like i would forget to eat or like you know like be like i gotta finish this first and like i'm like hungry you know or like or like i gotta finish this i don't have time to work out or like you know whatever it is it's like now the 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 first five hours of my day are mind body soul and then the the second half of my day is chores other people and then music you know like before music was like first which like 
I get it. There's a formula. Like, you know, if you do this X plus X, like you'll get what you want, but like at what expense? I guess I'm kind of the same way because my first five hours of my day consume up making coffee, watching a lot. I thought you were going to say making love. <laughs> I said night. That's what it is. Uh, considered making coffee and making love. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, that's my ideal schedule. Only I didn't live with my parents. <laughs> we'll put a time schedule on that. We'll pull over on the side of the road real quick if it needs to be done. <laughs> that's fun. That's super fun. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're not know, wearing your Fitbit, it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I don't even know how many times we were like, is that freaking cool? We'll bang those out him under the covers without him knowing. <laughs> Oh, uh, Rob Boss said the live streams have really opened up the reach. I think I've seen a lot of people sad that live streams will fall off and festival come back. Honestly, I'm a planning on talking to venues and like filming all my live sets and like live streaming them on my Twitch later because it's like, why not? Well, not all of them, but like the ones that are like cool enough to look at. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to see stages and venues offering that, even if it's pay-per-view yeah. and you got to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not going to the party, you can still watch the party at home. Cause how many people have had kids or has a job and they can't go anymore, but they still love it. Like that's the one thing I've noticed with live streaming mm -hmm. is how many people that I reconnected with, they used to go to my parties that can't go anymore. Cause life got in the way, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or those people who are at home, they're like, yeah, I got kids. They're sleeping. Let's fucking pop a pill and put the TV on and invite the friends over. Like, you know, like people like to do it at home too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rob Boss said, Woo, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you the last like speed round Would you rather? So if anybody in the chat has a Would you rather, I might not ask it if it's stupid, so I'll make it good. <laughs> okay, so would you rather lose sight or sound? Sight. Yeah, sight. Yeah. It's crazy because that's what I thought. But if you really think about it, you can feel music. Like you can feel bass. Like you can feel the frequencies. Like my deaf friend, Damien, shout out to Damien. <laughs> he loves going to festivals. He can't hear anything, but he stands near the speakers and he just like feels it. Yeah. Because you have you ever closed your eyes and tried to feel your way around? It's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I have. And then I'm like, I'm gonna fall and die. Yeah, I've heard you I fall before. Once while I'm just turn off all the lights. And turn off all the lights. <laughs> yeah, that's so. <laughs> Would you rather you you don't know anymore? You change your mind? Well, I didn't change my mind. I really think that I, I would probably rather lose my sight because yeah. I think I am losing my sight. I'm just like, <laughs> you're already dealing with it. You know, I. I Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Would you rather wear a shirt that's two sizes too small or too big? <laughs> Not me, girl. <laughs> I love that. I know. I bought this sweatshirt. Uh, my friends that have uh, Pop Game Records, it's XL. He's like, did you mean to do XL? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love wearing oversized clothes. Right? Me too. Yeah. yeah. That one tie-dye sweatshirt that you have, the rip and dip, I went on their website. They've got some dope sweatshirts. I'm about to order a couple. Yeah, those tie-dye ones that they have, like the red and black one and 
Yeah, I was like, shit. They have matching sweatpants. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I want those pants. In the summertime, they have like these cute little shorts too, like cloth shorts, like camel oh. ones. I was like, yeah. cute. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic? I mean, I'm green all the way, so organic. <laughs> yeah, go green. <laughs> go green. <laughs> aliens that what make first contact organic I, I think they have already i think they bought it sounds advanced <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you uh green, yeah. green. Yeah. yeah all about the green guys yeah <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue Oh shit! How about a platinum tongue? <laughs> Let's do a golden voice. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I don't know. That's a weird question. Yeah, I'm, they're, not, they're, I'm not judging. They're gonna get weirder. Like, they're gonna get weirder. Uh oh! <laughs> I love asking weird questions. <laughs> oh. Would you rather be covered in fur or scales? Fur. I love being hot. I'd rather be hot than cold. Scales. Scales for sure. Yeah. Think about think about what the benefits of fur are. They can keep you warm, whatever. Scales, you could be aerodynamic. I'd rather be furry like a cat. I want to be a lizard. You are like a lizard already. I'm a wizard. Would you rather know the history of every single thing that you touched or to be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. Oh. I know this one's hard. Can I say both? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. <laughs> no history of everything I touch. Um, I like history. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I feel like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, history. I like to have a lot of useful knowledge. So also yeah, I feel like some shit would say would be ridiculous. It makes good table talk. I like <laughs> animals too much. <laughs> yeah but but for me it's always like how many times have i gone to a new location and like thought like what would it, what was it like thousand years ago right here like were there yeah. dinosaurs yeah. were there i always think like that always or even if like especially a metropolitan city i'm like what was this like <laughs> that is true i do yeah. think of yeah. that yeah when we were in london that was like a big that's what i kept on thinking about i was like who was here like in this, this area time. yeah yeah before you know when the city was first built or like how many living creatures have stood or walked across that part of land i think of that shit all the time yeah. like random yeah i didn't think about that in london i was thinking about how i could spend my money yeah. the whole time <laughs> the whole time i wanted to spend all my money justin asked would you rather travel back in time or into the future all and all parties invited to answer <laughs> yeah would i have to be stuck in that situation forever um I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Ooh, well, in the future, but if, if I can come back, future. I would like to go to the past. Yeah, I, I'd go back. I'd go back. What? You go into the future? I wouldn't. I'd go forward. 
Yeah, I, I already know how that. Well, no, I bet you being a hippie or in the seventies, I want to. I want to be fucking. Yeah, maybe back. I go back because I think I'd want to go to Studio Fifty Four. That's what I'm yes. in, or like, or just like get to the curve. <laughs> I want to try Quaalude. I heard about these things. Oh my gosh, Mary Droppins, she just raided with a hundred people. What's up, everybody? Hey. Uh, does anybody have a fun would you rather what's up what's up we're playing would you rather <laughs> this is the end of a like a three-hour conversation uh the next <laughs> the next one's really funny <laughs> would you rather be unable to have kids or only be able to have quintuplets <laughs> No kids. Yeah, no kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun stops. Uh, who wants to have really? Kids? You know what I love about kids? My uh -huh. favorite thing about kids is going back to the owners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other people. I'm like, cool, here you have it back. I don't know. I feel like one done, five kids at one time. It's a story. You know, you'd probably be on the news, local CNN. It'd be worth it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I could have, if I could have five kids and fast, yeah. if I could have five kids and fast forward them to ten years old, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Then I can play PlayStation with one. I can make the other cut grass. I can make the other one make me food. take the trash out. Central, oh, Central, I love you so much. Thanks for coming all in here. Damn. Okay. What's up? Uh, Tenacious Lee said, "What's up, Paul? Do you know him? What's up, Joey?" Oh, uh, probably. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. terrible with, I'm terrible with screen names, but probably no, I'm for sure. What's your name? Tenacious Lee? <laughs> okay, would you rather clean truck stop toilets for the rest of your life or work in a slaughterhouse? This one's tough. Oh my God. It's Liana yeah. from Aspen. What's up? Whoa, what up? Sick. That one's tough. Yeah, that's I guess tough. I would clean toilets because I don't want to see animals get killed. Yeah, dude, I would clean toilets all day long. I do clean toilets all day yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever driven to Fort Collins before? Uh, I haven't, but it's been on my to-do list. I got to go to Sephora and get some makeup. You savage. <laughs> yeah, they, they, have, they have like cow slaughterhouses on the way to Fort Collins and it smells terrible. So I'd rather just go with the bathroom stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this one's really hard. This one I'm like, I don't even know. Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or surrounded by annoying people? <laughs> surrounded by annoying people because I'm really good at picking on people. So yeah, it's perfect yeah. for me. I'd rather be surrounded by annoying people. I love being around people yeah. that don't like me. It's so much fun. Just like... Yeah, I go crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. Just... If I was by myself too long, I would jerk off too much. So no. Yeah. <laughs> Go blind. <laughs> I go blind. I jerk off so much. I go blind. So yeah, I'm good. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, when I think of this question, I'm like, am I still allowed to DJ for crowds? Just not talk to them? Because if that's the case, I would be alone the rest of my damn life for sure. But like, if I couldn't, like, if I couldn't even be around anyone, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm around knowing people kind of a lot before COVID. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's new? Yeah, we live in the, we live on Earth. Yeah, there's a ton of annoying people. That's our life anyway. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're laughing at the questions next day. I know. I crack myself up. I was having a lot of fun looking up these. <laughs> okay. Would you rather eat chocolate flavored shit or eat shit flavored chocolate? 
Okay, so check this out. So uh episode like five or no 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 episode six or seven, I forget now. Um, I was talking to this woman who has a holistic um like rejuvenation spa yoga treatment center. Uh, even it's a school even and she was like talking to me about boundaries and she's like it's like this would you rather or she said would you you know you have this michelin char chef chef and they bake a cake and it's this delicious gorgeous beautiful cake right and then he tells you but there's a tablespoon of dog shit in it would you eat it and it's like yeah that's how you should and that's what i said i was like i literally laughed at her and i was like I was like, well, can you taste it? <laughs> Is it going to make me sick? And she's like, that's your relationship with your boundaries. And ever since that, that analogy or, or metaphor and that, that perspective, ever since she told me that I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm definitely allowing things into my life that are shitty that I shouldn't. All the way shit flavored chocolate. <laughs> That's basically like those like uh oh not uh oh Oreos. <laughs> those uh those those jelly beans from Hogwarts that the ones that taste gross. <laughs> I guess I would take the shit flavored chocolate because that way you know you're eating quality yeah, and not exactly. eating shit. That's so health wise is better for you and I would dip it in something that tasted better. Although although I will say there are animals that eat other scat. So how healthy is chocolate? <laughs> I think our dad eats his own shit. Sometimes. <laughs> Gross. Just saying. All right. So Would you is rather... It lower, is it lower in carbs the second time? <laughs> Probably. Gross. Really high in fiber. <laughs> Gross. I'm sure it is. Would you rather fart every time you laugh or burp every time you cry? <laughs> well, I fart every time I do anything, so I'll go with fart. <laughs> I'll go with uh, burp. I go fart. That would be you fart. Yeah. Every I'm time you laugh, that I feel like I I laugh way more than I cry. Yeah. I'm like I'm like a fucking twelve year old. I still laugh when I fart. Yeah, I'm, so like, I'm like I'm like. You'd be laughing and you just keep farting and laughing and it'd be like continuous. That's my life. <laughs> That's the story of my life. I'm a farter. I mean, I, I'm a Vandewerk, You know, we got gassy jeans. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm one of those people too. Like I like to like depending on who I'm in front of, but I, I'll push it up. Dude, it's I'm so old. hilarious. <laughs> Joey said I'm I woken her up. You do wake me up. <laughs> no, she'll no. jump. Oh my god! I'm like, I'm farting, farting. I have jumped so big before. Sorry. When my, the other day, she would not wake up for shit, oh, and I was like, "Hey, wake up, wake up!" And she wouldn't wake up. I'm like. Dude, the house is on fire. I never seen someone jump so high in my life. She did four feet in the air. It was I was so terrible. And I'm so terrible. She's still pissed. <laughs> she got up though. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude. I'm like sort of hard drive. <laughs> I mean, the house is not on fire. I just want to watch Law and Order. I've seen if you wanted to watch it. <laughs> oh, oh. 
I'm still laughing. It's funny. It's been a month. I'm still dying. <laughs> no, you know, it's really funny. My nieces are visiting right now. And my little baby niece, uh, Tegan, she's got like grown ass man farts. It's so funny. Now, oh like, I'm like, what? That, that big old thing come out of that little girl? What? <laughs> Would you rather have a minute conversation with your past self? Or future self. Oh wow. A minute. Oh. Past self. My past self, yeah. Future self. I don't know who the fuck I'm gonna be soon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and then you can I don't know. It's crazy because it's like if you talk to your past self, then you can influence who you are right now. Weird butterfly. That's what I would do, yeah. But if you talk to your future self, that. you can prepare to like save yourself from whatever might go wrong. Girl. I know this one's hard. My answer. Yeah. If I talked to my future self, I wouldn't know how to answer this already. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do, 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 do. <laughs> would you rather not have sex for a year or have sex every single day for a year and not orgasm once? Have sex every day. Jesus. Yeah. Sure. Not orgasm once. I know. Can you imagine how, like, after like eight months, how like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like somebody give me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, what did you say? Yeah, that's when we eat some chocolate. <laughs> Justin asked, "Would you rather have your hard drive cra crash or lose a pinky?" Hard drive crash because I can remake everything I've made before. Yeah. That's kind of what I, I was. And I, I like, love my cookies. I just got, <laughs> I just got um my my phone from like because it was like broken, so I got like a new insurance like claim or whatever, and I lost, <laughs> I lost all of <laughs> all of my pictures, all my videos, all like all my contacts from the last like year or two, and honestly, it felt really good. Like it's kind of annoying when like all these unknown numbers are like texting me and they're like, what do you mean? Did you delete my number? And they like, don't believe me. But really I'm like, no, seriously. Like I just didn't do an update. <laughs> right. Like it was, it's kind of refreshing. It's definitely a clean slate almost. Yeah. Like you get rid of baggage, like stuff that you can't never let go of. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. God, the only thing that's me. annoying is when you're like trying to show a picture of something and then you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is the last would you rather question. Would you rather be naked all the time or yes. every time you had sex being watched? <laughs> I like to be naked all the time. Until I had roommates, I was. <laughs> In fact, you could ask this guy when we get to hotel rooms, within 30 seconds, I'm naked usually. Yeah. Like one motion. It's one, it is motion. one motion. <laughs> it is one motion. I can but, drop all my clothes by the time I get to the other side of the hotel room. Like Bruce Almighty, Jim Carrey. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty much. Literally. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm so I'm, bad. I'm infamous for this. That way, I, that way I don't have to fight over the bathroom first. I'm naked, I get it first. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's like my favorite move to pull when I'm wearing a robe and I'm about to put lotion on. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Just leave now, now, now I've lost enough weight too where I just kind of wiggle and my pants just fall off anyway. So 
<laughs> yeah, and because you lost your pinky instead of your hard drive, you're just fucked. <laughs> yeah, great. I kept my pinkies. Yeah. All right. Does anyone ever have a last question, or would you rather for them before I ask the last question? Thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to me. This has been so fun. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, we've been waiting for this. Yeah, yeah, after, after, we heard, after, after we heard Will Clark, so I'm like, oh, shit. I like weird questions. Same. Yeah, yeah right. Fun. So where can, before I ask the last question, where can everybody find you guys? What can we look forward to in new EP releases? And, what, and go so, ahead and, and plug the number one song so people can hear what's popping right now. So we have a new record called H-O-U-S-E. There's like a space between each letter because we wanted to really accentuate house. Mm-hmm. And um, it's available on Superfet, which is on, on uh, that's a label out of Berlin. It's on Beatport. I don't, I think it's exclusive to Beatport and Spotify right now. So those are the places where you can, you can find it on all streaming sites and Beatport for buy. Yep. And uh, it's, it is number one in house now going on three weeks. Yep. And it's number so four overall. It's overall genres number four in the world right now in Beatport, which is really crazy oh, too. Okay. Oh, and uh, that that's our newest one that we have two coming out next Friday. Um, our friend Karsten Solars from Chicago is starting a new label called Solar System, and uh, we did a remix for him called The Runaround. Yeah, he gave us these rings. Hey, he gave us these rings. Oh, sick! Oh. Yeah, show, show yeah. that. Yeah, see, for all the new people on the label, he's got rings for all the new artists. Yeah. What? I'm about to make him a track. I want one of those rings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, and he gives you your choice of gold or silver. Yeah. Sick. What? Super sick. And he's the homie. Love Karsten. And uh, the same day, we have a two-track EP coming out on Demir's label, Purveyors, if you're familiar. And uh, one is featuring Missy, and that's the titled EP called People Are Talking. And the message behind that is a lot of people talk, but not enough people work. Yeah. So the whole the whole mission behind it is everyone talks, talks, talks. Why don't you just shut up and do some work? That, that's, that's like the whole thing. And then the track two, we're featuring one of our old school friends from when we were younger, DJ Fonz. Oh, and his okay. track is... And this one's called Do Work. So one's talking about how you should shut up and work, and the other one's saying, Do Work. <laughs> so. My last name is Van Do Work. I always say, they're like, Oh, Van Dork, Van Do Work. I'm like, Van Do Work, <laughs> son. Do right, work. right. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was, that, that's what's coming up next. After that, we have, we have a premiere in Mixmag coming up for our EP called Certified Freaks right. on, uh, um, we got Mary Joplin's in the house. We got Certified Freaks fam in the house. Did you hear that? Hey, certified hey. Freaks, baby. Yeah, and that's uh, th- that one's coming out on uh, Movell Tracks, which is uh, England Paris-based label. Big Dope P and someone else runs that label. Big Dope P's are connect, but uh, it's that's with Plus Size Models out of Detroit. So we did a collab with him featuring Missy. Yeah. And one is what was the the certified freak? What was, was the vocal on that one? I can't remember. Yeah, we do a lot of tracks together, so it's hard to remember. Yeah, but one one's like uh, throw it in the club, show me how you beat it up. That's one of them in the club, and I forgot what the other one is. But either way, it's uh that's coming out. It's got a mixed mag premiere. We did a remix for Hatteras coming out featuring Lee Wilson. We have two EPs coming out on Shibasan's label, the oh, uh, Basement Week. When is that coming out? Uh, we're still scheduling the date right now, so I'm not sure yet. But one is with our one EPs with our friend Teclo, 
and uh the other one's with our other buddy jinx that's coming out separately from that and then we got another one on super fit we have another one on super fit called colombiana that's the flute track that's going to be that's going to be our in, in our in our retrospective what we're doing this is the follow-up to h-o-u-s-e coming in june so oh and a bunch of other stuff. It's hard, it's hard to keep track. We do a lot. So we also got an EP coming out on Lapsus with Dante Saunderson. So if you follow techno, Kevin Saunderson and Inner City. I know that son Dante says. Yeah, Dante is part of Inner City. So he's, he's did the, he did the collab with us on Lapsus. That's coming out too here in the next few years. Then we did a remix for Dateless that's coming out on the Deep Shakers label, Safe yeah, Music. Safe. We have a record with you coming out at some point this summer. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I'm so pumped for it. It's so sick. It's like the craziest record I've ever heard, and I'm on it. I'm like, this is so sick. Then, then, then we got the one coming out in the middle of the summer with the, it's it's Ghetto Blaster and Antoinette featuring the Jew Kazoo. <laughs> oh, yes. Jew Heart. <laughs> I'm going to send you literally after we're done talking. I'm going to I'm gonna send you like 10 minutes of me getting down on the Jew Heart. That is awesome. And for those of you that were not watching before, that is a fucking dope instrument. <laughs> Just like, I promise, I... <laughs> yeah, it's like funny, like how to play it is just like funny, you know? And the fact that it's called a Jew harp, like it sounds like a racist, but really that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, just because. I want to thank you so much for making this afternoon so fun. Great podcast. Ghetto Blaster, you have a new fan. Woo! Hey! You also mentioned that um, that uh, record shop earlier in the chat called um, in Denver called, and I really want to go there, called um, yep. a spin, second spin in Denver. Have you been there? Yeah, it's okay. There's another one I like better. That one, that place is cool though. Where? In Denver. Yeah, what's I mean, what's it called? I'm writing it down because I'm gonna go. I'm googling it. I forgot. I used to go to this place <laughs> yeah. all the time. In Denver. Yeah. And then what In was Denver, that? I'm... Second spin. What was that? Thank you. What was that other one that you said in another town? I'm gonna put a link to these places because I I know that when I'm traveling, I'm like I need the the good record places. My favorite record store is Clone Records in Rotterdam. Yeah. Where is Rotterdam? Next to Netherlands. Am yeah, next to Amsterdam. Oh, damn. Amsterdam. <laughs> Under record store. There's always Gramophone, too, in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Gramophone in Chicago is fucking fire, too. Yeah. yeah. Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout. On Colfax. They have a few of them. Go to that one. That's the one. They have a good vinyl selection and they have a lot of, you know what I like buying there more than anything. I mean, the records are cool. They have a decent record selection, but they have really cool memorabilia for dance music, like books and like, like literature, like uh, a whole other side of me. I like hippie posters from the seventies for whatever reason. And they've got a massive collection of original hippie posters. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's great. That's what my, that's what my studio like, needs. <laughs> hippie posters. <laughs> yeah, and they have like books like they have banksy books and like I, I found this one that i had in storage it's a it's a coffee table book of abandoned buildings there was a lot of them from detroit in there That's which awesome. was super cool yeah 
I know. I like, so, I like looking at, especially when you have to like listen to the record and, and then having something else to like do and, and see while you're like listening through them. That's fucking sick. I like that a lot. Oh yeah, totally. And then, and then like, like that book in particular, like the reason I like that is because I actually want to go see these places that I read about. Yeah. Mm. That's another thing too. So the last question I always ask, um, and I'd like for you guys answer separately if you have an answer. I ask all my guests, it's if you could give your younger self or the youth or younger you, you know, anybody that's in a youthful energy, some advice about what not to forget, what's important to remember, what would that advice be? <laughs> Set yourself up for when you're older, I guess. That's all I can say. Yeah. I don't know. Just learn as much as you can about the history of everything, uh, especially with music. I think like learning about the history and that kind of can help you maybe even find your own sound. What's going on with music, you know, in the future? I mean, how can you really know that much about music if you're just like trying to put out the newest thing, you know? I think like digging deep into it and figuring out like who were the people that like set everything up for what you're doing. I mean, that, uh, that could help you out a lot. You know, it's like you could even take what they've done and recycle it in your own way. You know, I also, I would like to say that I think like it's really important to make mistakes, but try not to make mistakes. But if you do like really learn from them. Yeah. Like really, I, I like to go over everything that I've done. That's this is my overanalyzing self. I like to look at what I did. And I'm like, all right, where did it go wrong? Or, or where did it? Where? How did I win? Like, I like to know how I won and how I lost. Yeah. To make a better me for the next time I approach that idea. I think there's a lot of like humility and, and humbleness in that. Like, there's a lot of people yep. who who refuse to act like they made a mistake or refuse to act like they don't have the best music or refuse to act like every single transition was perfect it's like no set that's actually live is like completely flawless unless you have brand new equipment everywhere you know well, there like is, there's there always is. like a microsecond of like you oh, oh this, the machine's gone i gotta you know put it back you know yeah so i feel like learning from it and 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 saying okay how could i have okay i could listen closer or oh i could keep my headphones on or oh like you know, but the people who like act like they're not doing something wrong at all, or like they have no room to improvement. It's like, that's when you're going to like, you might get somewhere fast, but you're going to burn out quick. Yeah. You got, you got to learn how to make mistakes like the pro. Like that, that's something <laughs> too. Like, like that show I was telling you about in Guatemala, like I was on four decks and there was probably 180 subs across the, the stage and it was knocking so hard that the cdj fell off the table and the music just stopped and eighty thousand people were looking at me i was like what the fuck did i do and i call this my tiesto moment i was like <laughs> everybody went nuts it was awesome and they were looking like what happened i'm like what about? I just press play on the next track. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that. I've been watching these crazy like videos on Instagram or whatever, where like the drunk girl gets on top of the thing and then the whole CDJ come crashing down or something. And I'm just like, oh, they're man, they're, they're so sorry. hard to watch. This, 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 happened, this happened to me. That was crazy. I couldn't believe it. 
Where? It was in Guatemala City. So crazy. Yeah, I just didn't know what to do. I was like, what do you do at this point? I was like, <laughs> throw your hands up. And 80,000 people lost their shit and went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, was I awesome. would too. That's sick. It's definitely funny. Like, I and I don't think anyone realized that I made a mistake. Like, yeah. That happened. Like, like did no you one make realized a mistake, that was or did the thing fall off? <laughs> well, the thing fell off, but it's my mistake for not watching it. I was. Like, I mean, doing... I guess. Yeah, I guess. I I know what you mean. Like sometimes, like like I won't notice that like a certain table I'm DJing on like will move when I'm dancing a lot, and so like sometimes <laughs> like I'll either. One time I accidentally hit the play button with my elbow because I was getting it so hard. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Speaking of, speaking of tables moving, I actually have a funny story about that. Okay, so let's back hear it. In, back in the wave days, I was playing on vinyl. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was I did a show in Iowa. And I told my boy, I'm like, yo, watch this shit. He's like, what? And it was it was a school table, so it was like like a teacher's uh, desk. It was really strong. So I got up, and I scratched with my foot and transformed with my hands. So I was like pop pop chip and I was scratching with my foot in front of the crowd. And then we did a party the next night for three thousand people, and they were like, "You think you're a badass? Do what you did last night." And I was like, "All right, shit." They didn't think I was gonna crawl up on this table in front of three thousand people, so. I went to go climb up the, the the racks where the monitors were to get up on the table. I didn't realize this shit had wheels. And, no <laughs> and I did. It was like I did the splits in the air. I did the splits in the air. The table fell forward. The monitors fell over. And I broke my knee in front of 3,000 people. The music dead silent. I'm live. Live. I was on oh TV. They, had, they, they were doing a reality TV show that night, too. And they were filming. And I'm like, get the fucking camera out of my face. My, my, knee, my knee's still swollen from that. Like. Oh my god, is there footage of this? Because I definitely want to see it. <laughs> I've never seen it, but it was on because DJ Funk told me he's like, oh, I was watching the after hours TV on public access and I saw you fall on stage, bro. I thought you died. Oh my god. That's so funny. So yeah, that happened. That was some real shit. That was definitely like the table moved. <laughs> wow. Nightmare. I, you know, I still every every couple months when I'm touring, so I'm like, oh, remember that one time you fucking broke your leg at that part? I'm like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I won't forget. How about the thousands of cool sets I have? You gotta point out the one fuck up I majorly did in my whole life. So yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I'm just like so appreciative. This has been such a fun morning. And thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you, Mary Droppins, for bringing all the crew. What's up? So much love. Thanks again. I'm looking yeah, forward to all these releases coming out. Yeah, we're super excited. I'm definitely missing a few. So sorry about that. But yes, thank you. And everyone who actually watched this, go to our Facebook fan page and send us a private message and we'll send you an unreleased drop. Ooh, did you just hear that? Uh, what did you just hear that? Go, I'm about to do it. I'm like, wait a minute. I want to <laughs> go to the fan one page. Of those people, like one of those people, one of those people will pick and we'll send you a t shirt. Too. What did you hear yeah, that? Yeah. That's right. The chat likes that. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate that. That's a DYF exclusive, baby. All right. <laughs> And in fact, everyone, everyone that messages will mail you a sticker. Sure. Oh, that's so sweet. 
Okay. We have a we have a bunch we bought from Miami that we never gave to anybody. <laughs> yeah, we sitting there for a year. We got them for we got we got five thousand stickers from WMC and fucking we're stuck with five thousand stickers because there's no parties. Yeah. <laughs> so, One of the first. Uh, Justin goes, shit, I need a Facebook. <laughs> I see your questions. Okay, so <laughs> I hope you guys all have a wonderful day and a great rest of your week. I'm going to stop streaming, say your goodbyes. That's Bye, you. guys. Bye, Thank you. By the way, Justin, I'm impressed you don't have a Facebook, but you have a Twitch. That's incredible. <laughs>